So welcome everyone to the Faded Connections podcast, Path of Exile community podcast, episode number 41. Tonight we're here joined by Zizran and Pox. As always, Balor Mage on my side. And because I'm always presented with the difficulty of picking one of the two guests to say, hi, how are you doing? I'm not going to do that today. First, I'm going to say hi to the audience here on twitch.tv slash catmasteropi. And welcome to everyone listening on the various audio plot plot, plot, plot platforms, as well as YouTube's Balor Mage. Um, <laughs> Balor Mage's YouTube. Um, I'm just going to throw it over to Balor Mage. Balor, how have you been doing in these last two weeks, it is an appropriate answer. Bored. I'm I'm kind of bored of Haku missions. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> uh, I just I don't know. I kind of stopped playing like two days ago, and I don't know if it's just for a few days or if I'm just done with the league this early. But I, I just got board also i had like 80 to 90 percent of my wealth in exalts and then they became worth 20 cows it's a real culprit <laughs> so all i'm thinking here is this is tradley problems yes i was literally talking yeah. about that yeah but but even if i was solo self out i just i don't know i'm i'm bored of doing haku missions like that's, that's I don't know. Just I just it just didn't. I was super excited about it right at the beginning of the league. I was very interested. I thought it was like the most interesting thing they've done in a while. And then uh, someone someone said it was a it was a Haku mission, and then I realized they were right. And then that, that was, that was it. It's just all downhill from there. Oh man. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> like maybe I need to restart in solo self found or something. This should do it. Too easy in trade. You've been teasing SSF for way too long, and you always say like you'll do SSF, and then you do it for a day, and then you convert out. Ah, uh, just I really don't like picking up loot though. Oh, that's don't. I only like killing things. That's, you can do that. You can. You don't have to be efficient with SSF. You can literally use the most scuffed loot filter, not pick up anything, and then just like get to maps, spam run fragments, get a six link or force a six link tabula, and then progress to yellow tier maps, and then be like, okay, time to slightly optimize my filter. Because until you get to like conquer affix drops, if you're not playing hardcore, you pretty much don't need. Like you can just use literally anything you want, and then you get to conquer a gear, and then you start really crafting. Right? Then you're trying to force specific things. Uh, yep. Mm. That's true. Wouldn't you be feeling it's like you're missing cool. out? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I I quite enjoy her uh, heist. I was at harvest. I quite enjoy heist. But the, there's, yeah, the actual thing, or just the rewards and like you know interesting replica things and alternate gems. No, I I actually like the thing, but I do wish it was um I wish it was standalone. I wish it wasn't tied to maps in any way. Same with Delve. I I like I hate maps. Like I hate the fact that every single thing in the game is tied to maps. Like that's probably my biggest pet peeve with the game right now. 
I wish there was like, like I was so happy when Uberlab got added to the game. Like I hate Uberlab and I don't really want to farm it. That's not the point, but it's an option. You can run Uberlab. Well, I mean, actually there you are slightly tied to maps again because you have to get the fragments, but you can kind of get those from other places too. I wish there was like three or four different things in the game. Like say there's a breach world and a beyond world, right? It's like, well, Pox really likes the breach world. It gives a, these specific things, but but Baylor really wants to just map, right? There should be like different reasons to do different things. And I think a huge problem right now is the lack of target farming. Like I, I think the biggest problem for me with the game right now is something I can't remember. Was it it? No, not Incursion. Maybe it was Legion. They started doing this, but with the like the, the super generic rewards. Now you're just getting everything from everywhere. Like the best place to get incursion mm. items is an incursion. The best place to get incursion item is delirium or heist. Mm. I hate that so much. I, and I think that started a little while back. Before that, yeah, it maybe started with divination cards. When no, they started letting boss drops come from divination cards, and then it just slowly got worse from there. I I don't think that's the biggest issue. And I actually I'm a huge fan of divination cards. Surprisingly. Um, I'm not a pro- I'm not a big fan of stack decks in theory. Um, actually, on SSF they're completely fine. I, I actually it's funny because I used to hate SSF, and I'm starting to feel like the game is better on SSF or like more appropriately balanced at least. Um, but I hate diviner boxes. And yeah. for example, a, a, a divination card for Starforge. There's nothing wrong with that as long as it either drops from another boss. Or is like a pity mechanic, but I shouldn't. I shouldn't get a Starforge or a disfavor by running Ari Lake maps. In my opinion, that like takes the entire point of boss drops away. Boss drops should be special. Oh. Well, that's, I that's where I think that. that started. Because Balor Balor doesn't like the idea of trading the divination cards in for the specific one if you can reward it easily, like uses. Mm-hmm. Vice versa, I'm exactly with you. Where I hate how getting like instead of target farming for something it's better to run legion blight uh etc because you're just amassed with so much wealth of all the different things and i think that's ggg's way of unfortunately making the league mechanic rewarding because people don't actually want to do it so they just make it over rewarding so people actually do it yep they've been doing this with the past couple leagues for sure going forward i do like heist though a little bit more because it's a little it's like a little less of that and a little more of like, oh, I want to run this style of heist for this reward. But I still agree with you where it's still like, like the whole thing of stack decks. I tried to target farm a death's oath card for, I ran like four, like 14 tier 14 maps, put delirium on them. You know, everything I possibly could didn't get anything. I started running heist just for stack decks. I got my, basically my full set off stack decks after about a thousand stack decks. I don't like that. That has to be an option. Yeah, so I think I think heist is way too rewarding, uh, and I feel like it's too clunky in a way. But I think the mechanic itself is pretty fun. Aside from like a, a few things are way too clunky and not like appropriately timed, and you don't have a good way of like increasing it. Like I think it was agility where somebody showed like the difference between a hundred percent speed and zero, and it was like, like one second. yeah, one second. It's, it's like, like yeah. So I was like that. That's silly. But I think it's a pretty exciting mechanic and probably one of the better ones in a while. Like Harvest was fun crafting wise, but it was like the worst mechanic I've ever seen. Like it really wasn't a mechanic. It was 
It's horrible. Har- it's I think Harvest is the worst league they've ever done ever. I. So you I didn't would, play Talisman then? I would rather have Rampage. <laughs> I would rather. I'd rather have Rampage again than Harvest. Harvest. See, wait. This do you mean that you didn't enjoy the craft thing? Or... Well, no, I hate the crafting. Oh. Um. But this is probably a, a trade league thing, right? Because I can just build an item in Path of Building, and then make it without fail within an hour. I can have a perfect item. See, and that's because have, I've got it's... currency and I'm on a trade league. I just make whatever I want in Path of Building and then turn it into a real item. Hmm. And that didn't. That just ruined every. Like that's nope. For anything, SSF, it would anything like would be week. better than that. You would like target farm specific stuff, and they'd be like, "Okay, I got like yeah. eleven remove add, you know, fizz. Here's my explodey base. I have this, and then you could like force it." But I felt like it was really rewarding. I personally loved Harvest, but hated that it was so close to like being amazing, but they just ruined so many mechanics. Like horticulture stations, in my opinion, should not have been a thing. It should just be like you place a horticulture station down. It has an inventory. You can expand its inventory and, you know, super simple. Just a lot of things should have been simplified. So a lot more people would be more interested in trying to craft their gear rather than fearing that they're screwing everything up because they placed this wrong and didn't do this correctly. I don't understand the convoluted mechanics of stuff. It it doesn't really make sense. Like if they made preset layouts and you picked one of eight layouts and all you have to do is just upgrade everything and even just click the button to auto plant your seeds or even fix that mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. The, the hardy crafting infrastructure and in general, the infrastructure felt a little bit forced as a mechanic to here. You have your little gardening mini game where they should have just made it like the Delve tab where you just press buttons and you upgrade the capacity and that would have been fine. Yep. And, uh, I think I was expecting the storage mechanic to be a lot more limited. Yes. I literally thought you were going to get three. Like that, that is the, what I thought that you, no, like just three. Total. Yeah. Total. I thought you were going to get three total because it seemed so powerful to me. Like obviously the entire mechanic was insanely powerful, but yeah, I was very surprised when it was like, Oh no, you can just slam down loads. Because that seemed to be, ex- ex- I wanted to say exactly the same things is, uh, because it seemed to be the premise that, hey, these crafts are insanely powerful, but you have to use them instantly. You can't store them. Yep. And then they went like, yeah, but you can't store them infinitely and it doesn't really matter. It's like, why are they so rewarding and so powerful then? Yeah. And so common. And it's like, it's not that I hate fun. It's just that it, it's like the power creep fancy, right? It's, it's so scary for games. And like we've seen this happen in like every game. Technically, if you're only playing one month of PoE, there's nothing wrong with just crazy power creep. But it totally affects the next league. Like even take Winter Orb, for example. Winter Orb being able to or added to the game kind of ruined every other build for me. I was like, I still miss Winter Orb. I can play Winter Orb. All right, over there. I mean, like everything else is just going to be like a different skin, but worse in every way. I was like, ah, shit. Like, what do I do? So that's why, like, it, it seems like I. I, whenever I argue this, people are like, oh, do you hate fun? Like, why do you want things to be worse? And it's like, it's, you can't just keep adding on and adding on. And you're going to have like 1.5 billion damage per second soon. Yep. <laughs> mm. 
I'm really happy I didn't choose Winter Orb as hard. But didn't you make it work like two leagues ago? This like didn't you yeah, Winter Orb doing Delirium with a Headhunter and stuff? 180 heads. Oh no, that one was actually more. That one was like 300. I, I just remember you farming tier 19 orbs, uh, tier 19 maps with uh, with Winter Orb. Yeah, 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 I did. It was very, very expensive though, like insanely so. And it and it could have been better as something else. He just wanted to play Winter Orb. Actually, no, work. no, that one it was actually Winter was probably best in slot. Um, but that was just because of Hand Hunter and the fact that you can't see anything, so it just auto targets for you. Yep, <laughs> auto targeting is <laughs> nuts. Yeah, I this also feels like an unpopular opinion, but I think having something in the game like Winter Orb is probably bad for the game, like it's mechanically superior to every skill. And then you either have it be completely broken or completely bad because of yep. how, like, not, now it has no damage, right? And it's so hard to make it work right now. And I, I feel like it's very hard to find a middle ground on it. That's yeah. why I play builds like RF and Death's Earth, because they may seem really bad to most people. But when you instantly kill all white mobs that are within, you know, two-thirds of your screen, you never have to worry about that damage ever coming in. It's an auto mechanic. Then you just have to really focus on the rares. So... Yeah. yeah. For sure. That was a great, great introduction segment. Everyone get to know everyone. And we covered a large amount of topics. <laughs> but should we quickly highlight, uh, maybe you want to go first, Pox. What do you like about the heist mechanic? Just so that we, we talked about it. I mean, it's sure. been talked about a lot, but like... Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess the stuff I like about heist, I like the, the style of it. I really don't mind the Haku mission. The thing is... As long as they can fix the clunkiness of door opening and make it so, like, investing in the skill speed actually, like, it feels really rewarding, right? Speeding up the animation of door. Make it so it feels like it's scaling in every aspect rather than just, like, monsters are more mad and you get better loot. Like, I want the whole experience to feel better as I'm investing in my, you know, my NPC equipment and stuff like that. I really do like the idea of crafting uh, in high stuff. I don't like the idea of crafting and then all of a sudden they change everything. That's kind of weird to me. I just like that it's kind of something brand new. You know, it's mm -hmm. like a new alternative, but it's not perfect yet. Yeah. And I, I don't think many leagues were perfect either when they first introduced it. Like, I remember hating Delve in its like, initial form. Like, a lot. Were you, just for the record, were you a fan of the, the throw mechanic that they had in Delph in the beginning, where you had to hold down the button longer to throw further, mm. instead of point and click? No. No. So no, you like the point and click better? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. Like I feel like it's hard to get... I mean, we are basically beta testing a little bit. I feel like it's very, very hard to get a league mechanic right the first time. But... um. I love that they're trying. I love that they experiment and do new things. Like I personally hated Blight. I also don't like it in the game now, or Metamorph for that matter. I actually enjoyed Metamorph while it was a league. I didn't wish it went core, but like Blight as well. Like I hate it. But I see so many people saying like we love Breach. Just keep giving us like different ways of Breach. Like they know what we like. Why don't they just keep doing that? That's gonna get stale and horrible very quickly. So I love that they like try mechanics like Heist. I mean, that's, that's, 
that has to be one of the favorite things, even though I haven't liked Heist. They always try weird shit, like Beastery. Like, that's... We're used to it now, but when it first came out, we were like, what? What? What is this weird thing you guys are trying? <laughs> Pokemon eggs as well? Yeah. So many things. It's good that they try weird stuff, for sure. And sometimes it works. <laughs> I think my biggest problem with them trying stuff with this league mechanic is I don't think they should have introduced the you remove all items on disconnect slash death. I think they could have found a better solution for that just because of the amount of disconnects that's happening because mm -hmm. that is the number one thing that is making people not want to play this league is they tell me they wake up in the morning, they're excited, they spend a lot of money on their heist, they go run it, they get in their fourth wing, they get an alternate Ferals game crash, and they're like, I just lost it. And it sucks because it's like you don't get a chance. To, like, that's not your fault. Like, that if you yeah. died, that's fine. If you died, no problem. You died. That's fine. If it's a bullshit death, at least you got a chance, right? If you disconnect, my first five link of my SSF league I got on day two, I crashed. I lost it. I didn't find a five link for five more days. I tried everything I could. It just didn't, it didn't drop. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that sucks. Like, I'm not going to make it make me quit the game, but like, it just was such a, a disheartening feeling knowing that like stuff was taken away from me when yeah. I was investing into it. Hmm. I was pretty lucky choice. with that stuff. It's an interesting choice too, though, because they, was it like a year ago? They removed Zana one portal missions because they were like, yeah, we're not, we're not stable enough to do single mm -hmm. portal stuff. Oh, the right. entire league, yeah, league mechanic is designed around it. Like, we haven't gotten that much better at that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is actually a bit surprising. I actually, kind of for different reasons, thought it was weird that they added in medium core because I, I was expecting a lot more software players to not like it. But when I asked my child, like specifically asking softcore players, a lot of people said they were fairly excited for a medium core mechanic, which I was surprised for, but yeah, a lot of people were. I'm always a fan of stuff like that getting added into the game. Like the, the lab is also a sort of medium core experience because you just yeah. have a hard reset on death. No well, that's the thing it. though, like lab is so hated. Like lab is generally so hated. So I was like, ah, oh, they're adding more medium core mechanics. It's not like the last one was super popular. <laughs> If you so. look at it like that, yeah, but Lab has other elements that people dislike where it like just deviates from core gameplay because you can't can't kill the things that damage you. Yeah. Mm. I think that's the, the biggest thing that bugs people and that you can't outlevel the traps. I talked to a friend of mine who, who already quit the game like ages ago and plays casual softcore nowadays every now and then on every league launch. And he, he just always told me that like he just doesn't understand how a level 90 character can die in normal lab. But he's like, it shouldn't be a thing. It's, it should be something that you could farm brain dead. I mean, the normal traps do no damage. Even when you're there the first time. Like, you, there, it kind of is a brain dead thing you can do. The normal traps do very little damage. Do they do reduced damage? I thought they all do the same uh, percentage. No, normal curl and mark. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I had no idea they did different amounts of damage. I just pop a quicksilver and run with just my run. eyes closed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I, just I used to be the number one hater of anything Labyrinth. Anything, when I was playing hardcore that did percentage of max health damage, 
that could not really <laughs> be mitigated easily with the exception of like endurance charges, which were on the left side of the tree. This is more speaking like earlier on. I used to just hate it. But now, pretty much after they added the instant movement skills, I think it's a lot more balanced and fair because you have the ability to instantaneously, you know, just project yourself to another part of the screen. Yeah. Whereas before you'd be like, flame, dash death. <laughs> I literally had a death like that in, I was playing hardcore. I was on my low life RF guardian running with a Solaris Lorica, died on an Uber lab trial. The one where it's like, there's like four spinny things and you step in the middle and it shoots the, the, mm -hmm. the little dart traps. And I got stuck in the middle and I'm like, flame, Resurrect, and I'm just like, oh, this freaking game, man. I can't. Take it anymore. <laughs> I now you I got think that's like my favorite change, like to the game, like skills being yeah, instant for sure. For sure, it really adds for like kind of like a little skill gap, you know, where when you die, you're like, okay, I could have realistically just you know moved over there, opposed to just like, oh, my build didn't have a queen of the forest and a adrenaline quicksilver flask. That sucks. Yep. Yeah, on the one hand, I think it removed a little bit of skill because, like, knowing in your head how much wind-up time each movement skill would take is also a sort of skill and factoring that in. But as you said, because things like Queen of the Forest and extreme movement skill and mobility scaling existed in the game, that's what people naturally gravitated towards rather than trying to outskill things. They j the people would just build builds where you don't need to outskill. And I, Yeah, I think but it also, like, um, it's sort of like adds like a dis different aspect to a lot of fights where it also like allows you to take a lot more risk and yeah literally not getting hit becomes like an actual valid strategy instead of just a meme hmm. no that's true it definitely makes the game feel more like an action emphasis on action rpg yeah instead of like a turn-based kind of thing every time i, I find a lock really yeah it just sped me up and i was like this is way huh. smoother lovely <laughs> do, you, do you never, like, when you're fighting Hillock for the first time, not, for, like, you know, at, at a leak start, you, like, kind of dance around him and move out of his punches? Because that literally didn't used to be a thing before. Before, yeah, like, no, if, you were, if you were... Face tanking. Yeah, okay, so before, if you were in his face, <laughs> and he would do his wind-up, and you moved, your character would be like, uh! Now, ever since they introduced, like, the movement stuff, like, they changed the way the monster hitboxes work, so you, it, it really is, like, yeah. action-like. I really, mm -hmm. I'm really happy with that whole change that happened, like, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I knew about that, and I, and I like it a lot, but I never dodge Hillock. Like, well, you should play one of the I one of the almost leagues. I think Sion's the only one that can't face tank it forever, or maybe it can too. Yeah, I'm like that, sure every the only time you really need to do that is like Gauntlet and that like, that kind of things where it's yeah, hmm. yeah, or private leagues, Turbo, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of classes only just make it through. You just sit on your potions for the right amount of time and it's fine. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think I think any extra mod and now you need to dodge something. <laughs> hmm. Well You never that... like forgot to pick up your weapon or skill and had to just default auto attack him. Quinn banned fireball, so I had to <laughs> default auto attack he locked to death with my witch. Oh yeah, you you started in Quinn's League yesterday. How'd that go? You're watching the VOD right there. I actually died to Gravicious. I didn't even know it was possible. I had 4% fire res, walked up to him, a meteor hit me for like 96% of my health, and I'm like, oh yeah, new firestorm <laughs> changes, that's right. <laughs> Just sent me right back. It's like, oh, no. That's yeah. great. But actually playing Quinn's League, I got really happy because I was playing traps, 
and I found out that traps feel pretty good again. I don't know when stuff happened, but you know, with the exception of like Arc Mine, where you throw in and just instantly targets everything on your screen and eliminates it, mm-hmm. I think traps do have some potential again for sure. Like I, I definitely have been shit talking them a little bit too hard, specifically with the trap associated skills. Not like taking a skill and using the trap support because then you could just use a mind support, but like fire trap, lightning trap, explosive trap, I think are really, really strong. They also yeah. did like a lot of radius buff and AoE scaling that I didn't even know about, where like Ice Trap actually has noticeable AoE now. And I think explosive trap scales to have noticeable AoE with multiple explosions. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're clearing maps, it's important to either have a lingering effect, like a burning ground or a, you know, a prolif, a multi-hit skill. So when something dies and respawns like beyond, it kills them like cleanly or something like a herald shatter that prevents it from happening. So I think with the new addition of stuff like that, traps feel pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, I've, I've, I think I've seen Zizrin play Lightning Trap in one of the VODs that I was looking up. No, 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 never, never <laughs> Lightning Trap. No, that does not seem like an ethical skill. I'm playing Vigilant Strike, actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vig- Vigilant Strike? Mm-hmm. The Ignite Prolif? No, just single target, oh, you know. just You don't want to oh, kill monsters too fast. Gotcha. Yeah, just a fortified yeah. one, right? Yes, yes, that's the one. Don't want to kill monsters too fast. That wouldn't be right. Well, and I've seen Octavian make a, a more than expected successful. Uh, what was it? Explosive trap. Explosive trap. Yeah, he did some crazy shenanigans where he used. I don't know much about Legion jewels, but he uses the yeah. one that makes it so your mana regen turns into rage gen, and then alternate quality rage, so it gives more spell damage. And then because all of his mana goes into rage, he uses the blood magic gloves so he can still throw traps while getting like permanent fortify from his rage while yeah. getting the benefits of like running RF, but on rage. So yeah. that like I can see how all of that's in. And, and he's using Berserk in order to be able to super fast move around. Yeah, Berserk comes from the timeless jewel that turns his mana into Berserk. No, no, they, it, it turns into so rage, but Ber- Berserk rage. is a Sorry, skill Berserk. that consumes Sorry, rage. Bad. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. I just wanted to supplement your explanation yeah, by no, saying he's correct. he's actually consuming the rage by using Berserk yeah, to be able to reposition super fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool build. Trade trade league stuff, though, but... Now I want to look that up. That sounds interesting. It Actually, it's nuts. I'm pretty sure it's nuts. Because the alternate quality rage gives literally like a multiplier to spell damage, not an increase. And oh. you want to keep it up. Like it's a good thing to keep it up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Like it's like kind of insane how many things we can do now in the game. For sure, it's not just one different way to play. Like just on a on a trapper build or a miner. At first, it was like there's really not many different ways to play. Now you've got like mind over matter with uh, agnostic and you know the full mana scaling. You've got ivory tower, which is like mana scaling, but you know ES style. You've got mm-hmm. CI slash low life. Then you've got like that's usually the main ones, I guess you could say. Then you have the Octavian style now, which is the other one. Uh, and then of course you have like the glorious vanity setup. There's like a lot of different ways, and you can kind of mix and match a lot of different things. I like that a lot. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I've like I've never felt like there's there's just so many different builds you can do and things I want to do. I feel like the main thing that's lacking for me is like chase items or chase uniques. Yeah. Especially on trade farming. league. Yeah, yeah. And things that are worth target farming, I guess. Like 
I had I had an impulsor drop on SSF, and that okay. was like pog. I was like screaming. But if that was trade league, that's twenty C. It's like yeah, it's nothing. You know mm. what I can't find this league? What dream fragments? It's impossible. I I can't find it. I have these insane <laughs> weapons. I have a plus four physical staff. I have like at least over eighty five unique rings. So many are league specific. No dream fragments. Like it's just I don't know where it went. Can't target wow. farm it. I don't think they're not even rare. <laughs> I think they changed the rarity, dude. They changed the rarity of dream fragments. I think when they changed foible, I don't see them um, ever now. They're just disappeared. They're gone. On that note, has anyone noticed that every single uh, which is the axe, the base for Sinvictus medal and for Wings of Entropy? I I can't I can't come up. Ezomite axe, I think. Um, Every single time I drop an Azomite Axe is Wings of Entropy now. Before it was, like, reversed. It was always Sinvictus. But now, like, I get... I mean, it doesn't matter. Most people filter it out anyway, so they probably don't know which one drops more. But just... It's bugging me. Every time I'm like, oh, it's a Sinvictus. Nice. Weapon Swap Rampage. Oh, no. It's it's Wings of Entropy. Yeah. yeah. See, I get excited every time I get to turn something else off on my filter. So stuff <laughs> like that is turned off on, like, day two. <laughs> Like the less shows on my filter, the better. Yeah, every time something plummets in price enough that I can turn it off, I'm like, yes, more stuff off. <laughs> that is that is that like the best way to play though? Do you think that's a good thing? Um, yes. Why automation? Well, because my hands hurt. Right. And I want to pick up loot. The less I have to pick up, the longer I can play. I mean, the way I would solve that, like, I, I agree there's way too much stuff dropping. I would rather cut all the item loot by 90%, but have more special things or things actually worth picking up. Yep. Like, I, I would feel like, like it, if it was worth picking up stuff off the floor. Yeah. But it's not. But, I only pick up currency. Like, like, people always keep talking about, like, auto pickup or pick up pets and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, like, why not just like fix this, the root of the solution here? Like, I don't feel like item filters are bad by design. Like, I feel like they're okay, but the way that it's necessary, like, it's like it didn't always used to be, but now it's literally necessary. The game is literally unplayable without an item filter, and that, in my opinion, like is you bad by design. See the ground in a normal Alpha Go map. Yeah. Yeah, it also feeds into the into the um, reward creep from leaks that you've been talking about, where like the more people filter out, the more GGG has to make leaks yeah. rewarding in order for people to actually see something drop on the ground and feel like they got something out of something. Yeah. And and the more loot drops, the more people are going to filter out next league again because it's just too much clutter on the ground. Yeah, and like okay. yeah. So just as a thought. How would everybody feel if, like, an average Alcongo map only dropped, like, 7 to 15-ish pieces of gear on the floor in the whole map, but they were way more likely to actually be good, like, way more? Would love it. Would love it. Yeah. I, I should... really like the smart loot. I think that's great. I think they should, like, lock it more, like, more of the loot drops behind the boss, almost. Like mm. you, even, I mean, this is a really rough draft, but I thought at some point I played a game where like the more mobs you kill, 
the more like the boss become not like the more the boss like the more rewarding the boss is so like if you clear 92 percent of your map and you kill the boss maybe you'll round up and get an extra rare versus if you just speed through the map and kill the boss i love that you get like you get like two or three not anything crazy game breaking but just for like rewarding right mm -hmm. and then if they use say the poe heist system where you know this is extreme but when the boss drops an item it rolls the item 20 times and then takes the affixes i don't want it to be that extreme because if you do that, then crafting kind of doesn't become a thing except for conqueror mm -hmm. pieces. But that would be like a band-aid, I guess you could say, to the current like thousands of rares you find that nobody is going to pick up because it's on a shabby jerkin base or it's just not, you know, worth it. Yeah, I agree. 100%. <sighs> There's just way too much stuff. Like way yeah. too much. There's... The number one, there's mm, no one ever agrees when I say this, but the number one thing I think that there's too much of that should just get removed is portals and wisdoms. They don't exist. They shouldn't exist, and they don't have a place anymore. I think it's a waste of time. I mean, I don't disagree. It would just filter out currency that you could technically have almost everything drop identified and just create a portal hotkey, and then press the hotkey and enter the portal. It. No, if stuff is identified, then then you no longer have to pick up or ID anything. I'm okay with the act of identifying something. I just don't, don't think I need control. a consumable on the floor that I have to pick up and then click and then use on the item. Right? Why can't there just be an identify button in my inventory so I can so just think, ID stuff? So think of this, talking about more Band-Aid stuff, because I've played a lot of different ARPGs with loot filter systems. So things like Last Epoch, they have a very customizable, super simple loot filter. And the reason why it works is because everything drops ID. So because everything drops ID, you can filter out what you don't want, and then you can find an item. So say in Path of Exile, you're looking for 30 or 35% movement speed, right? And it just, you know, it rolls on boots. There you go. You got blue boots on the floor with 35 or 30% movement speed. You, you know, augment, regal. If it's good, you keep it. Keep crafting on it. If it's bad, whatever, move on. Next piece, you know? And it's just something that still allows you to pick up stuff, still rewards crafting, and is not really putting more screen clutter. It's just you could tag it to highlight on your filter. Opposed to picking up a blue item and identifying it and being like, oh, okay, that shit literally a thousand percent of the time and then drop it on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think If I you trade me, you just turn it off. I still think I'd prefer to identify things. Oh. I just don't think portal scrolls and wisdom scrolls need to be a thing. I think I, don't, I think I don't still mind prefer them. to ID things. I don't really mind them. Ooh. Portal scrolls, wisdom scrolls, the process of identifying, or, or, or what? All of particular? it, yeah, all of it. I don't mind like having to pick them up and like getting them from like transmutes and wisdoms. It, it, it. it <sighs> that is where I agree with like Chris a little bit with. The more QOL you add, like it does set like an expectation. I think I think there's better ways to fix the problems, in my opinion. I can agree to that. Because if you the more QOL and stuff you do give, it, it like it, it's so it, it affects everything so much. And we have some examples of that already, just with loot filters. Um look at Chrome's, for example, in particular. The price of chromes pre and after loot filters is completely different, right? Like that alone. That's not like it's not like they were dropping more now. 
there's just like now we have a way of seeing them. That's just a quality of life change, but it has an insane effect on our economy, right? And and that's always going to be the case. And and not every individual change is going to be like that, but yeah. It very, very rapidly can go like that. Hmm. So I just thought about that for a minute and to follow it through, if there were no wisdoms and no portals and they just removed them and put them as like items, like like buttons in my inventory that I could just use. Transmutes would lose 80% of their uses, which means they'd get vented up into alterations, which would make them wor or near worthless. And then alts can be vented up into something else. I forget what, that become yeah, worthless as well. Effect. No one's vendoring alts. <laughs> Let's be real here. Not, not vendor up, sorry, bought up. Yeah. It can be. All of those things... Right. But that's the thing, right? Can, yeah. Something that seems like a small change, it can actually be pretty big. Mm. That's probably why they are very careful with it, too. Yeah. It's like the, the food chain in an actual ecosystem. Take away one participant and everything collapses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For pretty sure. Much. What about the talisman change? Oh, I love that. I, I don't I know whether it. you watched the stream before I, I picked up so many talismans. People must have been like, what the fuck is he doing? Because SSF life, right? But I pick up every single talisman I drop in, in post-68 zones because they're all anointed and they, they all have that multiple roll feature, right? And they roll so well, partially. Yep. I've had, like, leveling pieces drop with constitution, and I'm like, okay. Oh, not leveling, because I guess it's 68 minimum, but, like... Entering a map with like an amulet that has like seventy eight life with like three res with constitution anointed, it's like I mean that's pretty good to start. Yeah, you know I could sacrifice so damage for like eight life nodes. That's fine. I like I'm that so, change a lot. I'm so happy about it because I've been suggesting it pretty much since politely. I have had it in like every like review video since, and I think I actually tweeted it like five or six days before patch notes. I was like, just put. Anoints on them. Yeah. I'm so happy that they like they finally did. I wonder how long they've been thinking about it. But oh, it's like the new chase. At least for me, I get so excited when I see M. Before I was like talismans. It's like why would I look? It's like looking at a breach ring on the floor. Like who does that? You don't look at that. But like talismans now, I'm like trolls though. Okay, so fair enough. But you don't look at them. You just no. pick them up to see. Okay, it's just like oh look, one eighth of actually how many alts are they? Like like depends like, on the mod. Five to fifteen shards. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. decent. I pick up every yeah. every breach ring, every uh, amulet. SSF life. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what I do in blighted maps. It's terrible. I just go through and hold alt, pick up all the jewelry, and then just vendor it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like picking shit up. Why would you? <laughs> I hate he was like up. sleeping. He just woke right up. I, it's like, I, you are the devil of power. Just let me buy my alterations for four, four chaos, uh, four for one chaos. <laughs> well, I don't know what the. <laughs> Like, I'm not picking up alterations, augments, anything. If it's below, I don't pick up alks. So you're not picking up X anymore, you say? Well, no, the <laughs> X, chaos, that's pretty much it. Uh, divines? I'll pick up divines as well. Yeah. Like, that's I, it. Everything else is all. Definitely prefer SSF life now, and I used to be super yeah. anti-SSF. I like the idea of trade. Like Chris said, like, your items are... The, the, your good items feel more rewarding if you know in the back of your head that you could trade them away for a fortune. But like, I don't like the reality of trading. I like the idea of trading, but I don't like how it actually turns out in a trade league. 
like the amount of work that I have to put into it. Right. And the feeling of falling behind people who focus on the economy grind rather than like the game itself. Actually, I, I love trading and I actually don't mind the way it is right now. Obviously it could be better like cross instance trading. And there's a lot of quality of life things they could give for trading. Um, and, and not just like to make it faster or like just make it less hell. Like the API being always up to date. Like, you know, the fact that sometimes it's five, 10 or even 30 minutes. Like, oh yeah, that's sold 30 minutes ago. Like that should never happen. Right. Like that kind of quality of life. Um, yeah. But like, the yeah, like the only thing pushing me off trailing is just no, no chase items or like a distinct lack of them. There's like, what even are the chase items now? Like even at Combs or Shafts isn't really that special anymore. It's like no, it's Headhunter, Budget of the Brotherhood, and That's like a, an insane uh, synthesized base. Yeah, and there are some like um, some rings from those um, synthesis baby cortex maps. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Herald rings. Yeah, yeah. But there, some of those. The, the fact that we can list them is a bad thing, in my <laughs> and opinion. Exploding Nebulous, that's the biggest on, ticket. Yeah, and whereas on like SSF, like even even that like uh, Dream Fragments can be a chase item, right? <laughs> like everything fuck. is a chase item in SSF. <laughs> yeah, Dude. getting this Death's Earth literally was like Project Death's Earth playing sixteen hours a day to just get <laughs> one Oath card, and I'm like, oh my god, an Oath card! It actually dropped. I was so happy. Yeah. I actually almost completed one of the most expensive. Valor, you play Trade League. What is the one for Spectres that everyone wants? It's like a four or five divination card. Unending Hunger? I almost have a full set of that. I'm one card away, but I couldn't get a freaking Death's Oath. That sounds like more there. Like, yeah, it's like two alts. <laughs> <laughs> it costs nothing. So. I but dropped I mean, the six bucket Death's Oath. You did? Yeah. I got a Death's Oath. One day after farming for my death set. I was doing a blinded map and just, you know, the. I'm like, what is that? Oh my God. I had a similar experience with my shafts. But first, I want to mention how I felt really messed up or fucked over by RNG in Zizarin's Gauntlet race, end of league, last league. I wanted to really go CI, and I never got a baited breath in like almost 100 hours of play. And and right before my final rip, I got a unique chain belt, and it was a Malagaros restraint. And I raged so hard then that I basically folded the character against the Dark Forest boss. Oh, no. Oh, man. Um, and no, the other day I was, I had six out of eight cards for the offering, um, for Sharon's wrappings. And then, so the other day I ended the stream and I farmed tier one tower maps, just brain AFK, just ran through them with my blade vortex, obliteration, boom, 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 everything. And I never got a single offering card, but I completed a set of the Estite, which gives you a random shares item. So it could be the ring, could be, could be the wrappings, could be the boots. And I got the wrappings and I six linked them in like six. I six linked it in like sixty fuse. <laughs> wow. Insane. Yeah. And then today I got two cards out of one heist, like just before the stream and completed the set. So I'm sitting on two shafts now. Within two days I got two. You know what I don't like about divination card farming? I feel like it's not worth it. And if you're trade league, this is different because you have infinite resources. But in the SSF life, it's not always like that. If you are like trying to target farm a divination card and you set up, like, a tier 16 map, and you, like, juice it to whatever you can, and you run, like, five of it, 
you probably won't see it. I'm not talking about like a crazy rare card, but something that GGG deems as crazy rare. But it's more <laughs> effective. It's it's more effective to spam run uh, like a, a tier I... four map with no mods and just speed through it over and over and over. With my primordial gems uh, for my golem answer, I was again running like super pumped up grotos and everything else, and then I just run white tier three or tier four wharfs, and I get two cards. And I know that's like RNG, but it, I swear it's like the game is, it's more about just like how fast you could clear and not yeah. about how much you're investing into your density. Kind of yeah. don't like that. I've, so like, I think Divination Cards is my favorite concept in the game. I just, I hate their execution. Oh. Like, it, it's so perfect, like, or close to, and it, it's just really frustrating because it's not like, target farmable enough i feel like most of the drop rates are like completely off the mark like for example the offering card that's almost perfect that's probably in my opinion slightly too common yeah, uh, but either way like it's it's not like mm. uh, off enough the mark that i would care like i wouldn't like care about the drop rate being changed there that's completely fine uh and then you have like dapper prodigy awesome drop rate yeah. it's very very farmable um and you have things like the doctor right that's also at a very very good like appropriate drop rate for something like it should be rare. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. But then you have like some things that are like, like the Combs Heart Divination card. I wish that dropped very, very similar to, I don't know why it doesn't, but it, I wish it was like the offering that it dropped from Comb and Caldera. Um, and like maybe a chance somewhere else, but I don't know. That that just drops anywhere there. I really like the the boss specific Divination cards when they have like a realistic drop chance. And all all the boss drop ones should, in my opinion, be like pity cards, like shards. Yep. Yep. I've I've had that discussion before. Yeah, like, like, I you think know, you just have a small chance of getting a Starforge card from killing Shaper. Mm -hmm. Those should be like taken out of the chance or something. They should they be taken out of the pool for stack decks? Is what you're saying, yep. basically. Yep. So that you and can't get. Yeah. Or like the the maybe um like maybe you could have for two, like because I'm not like super anti fun just a little anti fun you could maybe have a, a rare mod on the diviner strongbox similar to like plus three on a carto uh where it's like uh cat and drop divination cards that are like boss specific divination cards that could be like a compromise or something but it like. My favorite thing in games have always been like farming the bosses because especially on hardcore, it's in a lot of cases like special to be able to do it. Like I remember there was one league where I was the only person able to do Uber Ziri for like three weeks. And and that makes that like super valuable. And there was another league. I wasn't good enough to kill Uber Ziri, so I paid Dan eight Uber Ziri sets for him to do one of mine. That gave him eight full sets. <laughs> And I would get the loot, hundred percent. Like I think that's like for me a very very special and cool thing. Like I'm not good enough to do it. I'll have to practice and get better, or I have to pay other people out the ass to get it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Bossing is bossing is. I mean, I bossing was my favorite thing until Cirrus happened. I, I don't know. I just don't love Cirrus. I hate almost all bosses in Path of Exile, but I love what, Awakener. Really? Yeah. Really? I, okay, that's a hot take. That is a yeah. hot take. So I am an old Path of Exile player, as most people know. 
and I liked when the game was a lot slower paced and things were a lot more easily to be avoided. I feel like now almost everything one-shots you unless you have extreme investment on your character and then it just becomes kind of like you can just tank everything. It's very hard, I feel, to get in the middle. But I haven't, to be fair, I haven't really specialized in bossing of recently. I kind of stopped doing bossing and stuff a while ago, like a year ago, because I would just get one-shot by everything. Like, I remember trying to do all Crystal King, or whatever his name is, with my SSF Shockwave Totem build. And I was actually doing great, but I just literally didn't have the mobility to be able to dodge everything. And then I guess that's when they put in the instant dodge mechanics is a little bit after that. And I just kind of got fed up with stuff. Um, how I just feel like I, I do respect the bosses, how they're like really intense and your fit. My fingers even shake when I'm doing Uber Elder still in softcore. Cause it's like, I don't want to waste all this time, you know, like not killing them. But like, I don't know. I guess a big part of it is like the flask system of how the way the game works is like Shaper throws a ball at your face. It's got a 5% chance to crit. It decides to roll a crit. You're probably not going to have the reaction time to realize that you're frozen to hit a flask before the second one hits you. Reddit seems to think they do, but that's okay. And then of course you die. <laughs> Some people think that, you know, that's great. And I, I respect that. Everyone's allowed something different. For me, I don't know. I, I kind of just dawned on me after a while and I just kind of stopped. Awakener feels extremely telegraphed in every aspect i agree it's really annoying to fight him he blinks around all over the time but like if you memorize the fight just like i guess almost every other fight and there's there's not really any map mods that can affect it except for the actual awakener level one through eight it's not like you're doing phoenix and you put gmp in the chaos spitter come not phoenix but uh i guess he's scary with gmp too because of the whirlwinds and everything yeah um but it's like you know what you're going into every single time there's nothing else that changes there's a lot of weird strategies you can use to negate his damage like for example if you're playing a trapper trappers are often said like oh they don't have the best defenses unless you invest extreme amounts of currency into them I was doing SSF Awakener 8 with a Kongming Spirit Shield with 5k life, face tanking, and Awakener 8 die beam because of yeah. Kongmings. Like, there's yeah. a lot of really cool intricacies you could do. And I don't know, I feel like the fight doesn't feel flask based. There's not ads that are coming in randomly and off screening you. But, you know, I respect where a lot of people dislike it. Believe me. Like, I completely understand it's a controversial topic, but I like the fight. I like me? the fight too. But really? I don't like phase one and two. Um, it, I, mm. I do see the need for bosses to be sort of like phased or some sort of like anti one shot mechanic. Because like Uber Zero at one point, the way to kill her was just do like a three million DPS blade full trapper. And then you just went die. Burp. Okay, Uber Zero is dead. I have 30 life. Doesn't matter. Nothing ever hit me in the fight or even looked at me. Um, so I, I don't have a better solution to that. But yeah, I quite like the fight too. Um, I quite like how telegraphed everything is, and I feel like that I do feel is the case for most of Path of Exile's fights. Like I feel like Shaper is extremely telegraphed, so I think that's a very easy fight it's too. Another very good fight. Yeah, and Warlord. That's my my favorite fight they've added recently. Actually, I really really like the Warlord. I absolutely despise Baron, Baron? and yes, I despise Veritania. The fact that yeah. the auto attacks are the most dangerous thing for those fights is yeah beyond like it's so stupid to me all the other attacks for veritania and baran are fine it's just the fact that their auto attacks are the most dangerous yep, thing it i makes, agree entirely makes no sense um and yeah i hate boss crits it's so stupid especially for abilities like reign of stars because the way crits work in path of exile from an enemy is either the entire ability is a crit or none of it so yep. my righteous fire character by the way this like i recently died to awakener i think i've done like around a thousand 
and it's my first time ever dying. Um, and it was because I like the rain of stars stacked on top of each other, which is already very dangerous, but it crit. So even though I had like eight or nine K life, nine endurance charges and like I think it's I think it's fire and fist damage. And I was wearing a not Saffle's frame, but like the Rise of the Phoenix. So I was like very, very defensive character. Um and it's like with a crit, you're just gone. Same with like the shaper balls, right? It's not one of them crits, it's all, all three of them, them crits. Yeah. This so was in like, Breach League. I had 20k ES and I died because yeah. you're not going to... It has like built-in penetration and then it rolls its crit multi on its base damage and you're dead. Yeah, I've died to that too with literally 20k ES. Same thing. Oh. It's, it's just so stupid. It's I like... I'm actually not a big fan of rolls at all for bosses. Like I, That's the only thing I don't like about the synthesis bosses. I am... And Al, for that matter, I'm a big favor of bosses being very dangerous, but consistently dangerous. I don't want to like suddenly roll a boss with multi prosh and say, ah, I don't yeah. know about that. Like that I'm not a fan of. It's fun like one or two times and then to actually try to seriously down it. It's just, it, I don't know. That's that happened to me. I was doing, is it Cortex when it spawns a bunch of synthesis bosses? Yeah. Yep. yep. I died in a Cortex because it had like turbo crit multi and I just couldn't see anything on the screen. And there, I died. It was my first death on my Golem Answer in Softcore. And I was like, hmm, there's a blue wave. What does it do? 8K dead. I'm like, okay, well, I couldn't really see anything. Didn't know what was happening. Those are mm. mechanics the, I don't really like. Like, the, for me, the problem with Cirrus is that you spend 60 to 70% of the fight not doing anything. 60 to 70% of the time from when I walk into the portal to when I receive loot is literally not playing the game. Yeah, I agree with, like, the clouds are kind of pointless. I mean, I actually liked them more in their initial phase when they were, like, chasing you. I thought that was, like, yeah, I pretty all right. I liked them when they were chasing me. That was good. They, that was something to interact with. I had to yeah. do something during that phase. Mm -hmm. And, like, there are phase bosses that are done well. Like, I don't think, um... Uh, what is it? What is it? The Hydra? Hydra right. has phases, yeah. jumps in and out. Chimera has phases, jumps in and out. But there's always something for me to do. Mm -hmm. There's something for me to kill. There's, like, I've, I've got a purpose during that time. And mm -hmm. my purpose isn't wait. <laughs> but my purpose in Cirrus for, like, yeah. 70% no, of the time is very wait. boring. You're right. And I, I don't like that. No, I, I think and you're so right. I can understand <laughs> that. Especially if you're doing it like a bunch of times. I usually do it like, I don't know, five to ten Awakeners a league and then I'm done with it. So that, that part doesn't doing affect carries me as much. Because I just got bored of doing the thing. I'm like, it's just, it's so much waiting. How do you guys stand on uh, on ailment immunity being such a crucial component for a lot of the, the fights I've, or a lot of the content nowadays and it being so fairly easy to achieve nowadays to be immune to all ailments? So I am probably one of the boss healers that go for that the least, and I've barely ever died to bosses. Like I very rarely have ailment immunity. So I don't know. I think it's fine. Like if you really feel like you need it or want it, like for things like the gauntlet and stuff, yeah, it like ends up being really, really important. But for like normally, I mean, it's just an extra thing you can go for. It is fairly hard to fit on a lot of characters too. And um, sure, that does like influence for some people what builds they want to do bosses with, but I think that's okay. Yeah, I like I it. I, I think, think it's a band aid, but 
I don't know. It's I a like band-aid it for because... a poor flask play, or what do you mean? Yes, yes, exactly, for, for poor flask play. play. Mm-hmm. Because it's so hard, like, I mean, you got, and, and there's people out there, like Dan, who are really, really good and really, like, they just know what's going to happen. I guess Twitch chat and streaming has kind of, like, put on the boomer uh, reaction times for me, but, like, I don't know, I just don't like it. I don't like it, knowing that I just have to, like, get ready for this dice of one on 20 where it rolls a crate and I just have to boom immediately just like hit the flask. Cause like you can't preemptively flask for everything that comes at you unless you're like a pathfinder. Right. Like it just doesn't, it, cause it's, it's like hard enough in my opinion to like, I'll just stop ranting. Actually. It's not good. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. It's unnecessary. I apologize. But I, I like good it though. Thing, though, that there is a high skill cap. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I do agree. I like it. I just don't like the crit part, like you're saying. Right, That's right. the biggest part for me. Is like, yep. I hate that. The randomness. Yep. Yeah, the ra- exactly, the randomness. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's also, I guess, a little bit, like, my biggest pet peeve in Path of Exile, I was going to call it inconsistency, but they are consistent. Like, I always keep using, like, for example, like, the big plasma ball in Delve that goes, like, boom. Slowly nothing. towards you, 30 damage. Yep. Then you yeah. have like some small fucking spider. Can't fucking see it. Looks exactly like the other spiders that are also tiny that do nothing. But this yep. explodes for like 8k damage on one hit. And I'm like, yep. why? Like, why? <laughs> I don't understand. The why slow moving like, the ball in high school. Cover the entire screen. Like, you know, if I get hit by a Malachi slam, that should one shot me. If I get hit by a Val slam, that should one shot me. I'm completely fine with yep. that. But a little spider that's on my screen for like three seconds should not one shot me. Hmm. I mean, I died to that this league. Like the, you know, the like robots. The little you know what robots. That reminds me of? Sorry. Do you remember when Vinter first came out and there were like the little ads? The little like lightning guys that are next oh. to Vinkar, and everyone was like, oh, oh no. it's just these little spiders, and they like walk next to you and you're shocked, and they're just like, and you're just dead. <laughs> I remember that. The pinnacle of inconsistency. You got this gigantic <laughs> boss, and there are these little like skitter bots. <laughs> you just like dodge them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd forgotten about that fight. Can you give, me, give me one five second break. I'll, I'm quickly going to change the server. It's been consistently getting worse. Uh, I hope I can change That's the region to. It's terrible. We're going US Central. Because the quality was, was bad of the calls, like the video quality was bad for a while, but now it's been getting super choppy and the audio quality has been getting worse as well. Now it looks good from all of you. I agree. Perfect. I've been watching Balor's frames on his webcam drop on the VOD. On the I was just assuming that's Australia. <laughs> no, it's gone. The connection's gone green now. All right. Good. Uh, where were we? Inconsistency. Uh... I think I want to quickly loop back to Heist. I think there's some things that we didn't cover. Uh, I want to say what I like about it is the high-pressure escape. I like the fact that they tied in all kinds of different loot that partially you can't even get at the moment anymore, like stuff that you were getting from Harvest, like the um, enchanted uh, jewels, for example. We have like an enchant on the jewel in in the enchant slot and and all these crazy things. I want you to elaborate on that. Do you mean you love that there's like generic loot? Like, do you like that there's incursion loot in Heist? I don't like the general idea of having other loot, like loot from specific areas of the game shoved into the contemporary leak mechanic. 
Okay, cool. But in the context of that's already happening, I like that we're also getting all the things that we couldn't have in the moment at the moment. I like that. But I, I yeah. do agree with, uh, yeah. I, I think that's what you're implying with the subtext that, you know, like loot should be fairly specific to one area of the game and yeah. not be available elsewhere. Yeah, they, I like the idea that we have, like, I think it's so cool that we do have fractured bases and stuff now. And synthesized bases, I, I love those in the game. Like, I think they're very, very interesting. Um, I just, yeah, I feel like for the mechanics that are core, that should always be the best place to get it. I like, I hate that, like, Incursion yeah. is not the best place to get incursion loot. It like kills me. Yeah. Yeah, they did buff that recently where they where they made made it drop like several things. When you get like a valuable item room, you get like three or four things. Like you get blue bases with just the mod and you get rare items that are already rolled. But yeah, it's still not worth it though. It still doesn't compete to how much you get in, in heists, for example. That's yeah, true. Delirium. I was on my Golemancer. It took seven complete Alva temples to get two tier three, um, tier three minion rolls. My first one was okay. My second one I opened. I said, "Please don't give me a staff because I want a one hand staff, staff, staff." <laughs> Went into heist. I got a minion roll on like a dagger or something. I don't know what it was. And then it's like minion damage or double damage. And I'm like, okay, I didn't have to do all of this league mechanic, which I don't really like though, right? Because that kind of like cheats it. As you said, in its current state, that's really all they're doing with the league mechanics is just yep. flushing everything in. I feel like Delirium really is the worst offender, though. Yeah. Delirium, though, is probably... Like, at least I hated Delirium League. Yeah. Like, I hate... Yeah, okay, the orbs in particular are really cool. But, like, I hated Delirium just... As a league, not not like the league mechanic. I actually love the league mechanic. The reason I hated Delirium was just all the performance issues. So I like PTSD mm -hmm. from that now. But I think it's my favorite league mechanic they've ever put in the game. Um, I think it was more a favorite for me like when like the originally way when it got like got very dangerous towards the end, right? Like I think that was really good. Um. I think they could have kept that, how dangerous it was, and maybe removed like the on death stuff. I don't know, like they they have like this insane obsession with on death mechanics that I just like, I'm like, please stop. And they keep saying like, oh, we don't have a good way of killing players. Like, yes, you do. You literally did it in Delirium. It was so like everything was so tanky at the end of Delirium. I was like, I could barely kill these monsters, but I really wanted to because and and that should also be where like the majority of the reward is. So I mean, like they do have good ways of doing and like of solving these problems that they're saying they have, but yeah, that was like insanely. Um, it's it's such a smooth mechanic. You run through this mirror, and now you're in this a whole new world, like Aladdin, right? You're just on a magic carpet ride of well, gray on gray, but <laughs> that was still so smooth. Like the interaction with the mechanic, it was like a better version of Breach. It was just so great. I spent far too much time running little tiny circles around the mirror before running through it. Just <laughs> I almost always would do one or two or three laps around the thing before I run through it. The hitbox could have Incredibly been a bit bigger. Efficient, but <laughs> speaking of speaking of delirium, what is the bloodline mod? Is there one that when you kill them it buffs surrounding monsters? Is it something of zeal? Legacy of zeal, but only applies to the the, the monsters in the bloodline. Like they, they stack yeah. up. I think I had a bug with Delirium with, you know, the red on death stuff. I killed yep. an essence of zeal pack and got hit for 8k in like a tier like seven map. 
on my Golemancer who had Fortify with like 35% physical mitigation. So it literally insta-killed me. And I'm pretty sure there's a bug where Essence of Zeal worked to the on-death effect. Because that character is really freaking tanky. So Delirium not, scares the shit out of me. Not just that, but probably not even a bug. Probably actually just one of the uh, weird things that they do. You know how like a shaper ball can be part of a bloodline pack? Yeah. What? That's true. What do you well, mean? Like a, like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A shaper ball can be part of a bloodline pack. Well, the delirium, uh, what to call them, was part of the zeal that you run over is part of the zeal pack. What? That's why? Because <laughs> like, yeah. I, like I was doing tier you. 16 delirium and the on death was doing like 1k. You know, it's still something. Yep. But then I ran this other map and it was just one little like red pus ball was like, you dead. And I'm like, yeah. what? So you, like, you run over the pustule and you activate it, but that's that was the last what? piece of the zeal pack that you'd already killed. That's a so thing? It was fully buffed. Oh yeah. my goodness. That's <laughs> nuts. There's, there's worse things than that. Like, I, okay, so like Metamorph, I enjoyed it as a league. Like, I'm not sure why I enjoyed it. I think the only thing I enjoyed <laughs> in is just the fact that I could see monsters on the map. Um, but like, <laughs> Uh, I hate Metamorph. I wish it never went core. Uh, I, it's I, if I could remove anything from the game, I would remove Metamorph. Um, but like the thing, like you know the uh, the bestiary stampede. Yeah, the rose. Yeah, stampede. if you get that in a Metamorph, it like almost always one shots you. And there was also scared? a bug like last week, like, last league, where it would, could start off screen and it would be invisible. Oh yeah, yeah. That's just the way they do things. Yep. <laughs> GGG man, invisible bosses not a problem. <laughs> yeah, I hate the black blobs on the floor. That's literally the thing that kills me every time in Metamorph. Is either my screen is on my eyes are too busy staring at the black sludge, trying to figure out if it's a ball, and then I die from the metamorph, or I don't pay enough attention to the floor, and then like four black blobs are like and then you're just dead. I hate You mean the, so the skitter things? They're, they're like these little black sludges that like home in on you, they're invulnerable until they detonate. Oh, they're like like volatile orbs, something like that. Yes, volatile but there's something. like a bunch of crawlers. Volatile crawlers are the little little insectoids that that do the spritey explosion. I thought I thought Pox was talking about the blobs, but I, it, it's it's black. It looks like tar, and it's this little thing that just like slowly walks towards you and explodes, yep. and it's invulnerable. I don't know what it's called. Well, I everything it, except like, the every, fact like, that it's a blob applies to volatile crawlers as well. But crawlers like were terrible metamorphs. because they, they clip through, like metamorphs spawn this like weird black sludge on the ground that is actually a 3D model. It's not a texture. So volatile crawlers can actually clip through that and be like almost invisible. And that's what killed me on mm -hmm. one of my first metamorphs in maps during Metamorph League, where I was like, okay, great. I, I didn't even know things were walking up to me. Like yep. even in the VOD, it was hard to see. I was in Metamorph League. I was playing uh, Arc Miner, aka off screen every single Metamorph in the game, and they never trigger. So I was in a hallway like this, right? So I was throwing my traps here, and the Arc would, would hit the guy here. I was paying attention, or not paying attention, laughing at, you know, how you could just off screen this stuff. You know, like, chat, look how OP this build is. <laughs> and like four little black sludges, just, I couldn't see because there's black sludge everywhere. Just like, boom. And I'm just like, 
what happened? Like the metamorphs, literally his icon is not even on my screen. Actually, that's my fault, right? That's okay. That's You should punish players for off-screening. But those little black sludge blobs, man, are just so toxic. <laughs> so I actually have a theory for Metamorph League. I think like most of it was just Neon was like tired of Reddit's comments and like streamers like comments on things. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to put this in the game. I'm going to put this in the game and that one. And they're going to get that one. Nightmare. And then he just went through rip clips and be like, got him. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> <Die>. <laughs> just yeah. made it his mission to kill as many people as possible. Yeah. I really wouldn't doubt it. It was really, really funny, though, after Metamorph, where it was like, okay, all this black stuff spawning, I can't see anything. Next league's going to be fine. Delirium. Gray everywhere. <laughs> I played Delirium for 24 hours, and then I stopped. Really? I got that? to maps. Yeah, I got to maps of Zeno. He's he either he or I stepped on the red blobs, and I couldn't see anything because there was mist everywhere. Chris Wilson promised it wouldn't obscure vision. He said we'd tone down the slider. And then as we are, I think what happened is, is he triggered them and I ran forward, but I was behind him. So they were like lagged behind and then I just died. And I'm just like, I'm taking a break from hardcore again. At, at that time, they weren't so, even red blobs yet. They started as little gray blobs. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the color coding came uh, later. I yeah. see. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yep. My favorite thing, though, was because I had Chris on a podcast during that league. And as a joke, I asked Chris, like, so Chris, what is your favorite color? And he was like, I want to go with gray on gray. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Chris. Uh, now that we brought up Chris, guys, do you guys uh, read the extensive uh, news post that Chris uh, mm -hmm. shared this week? Mm -hmm. yeah. Did you? I mean, there's not much we can say about that because we don't know much about the inner workings of GGG or not that much. And we can we can only speculate, but does that does that sound to you like next league is going to be essentially different? Because we've had problematic league launches before. We've had GGG say, "Okay, we know we didn't do this perfectly, and we're going to do the next one differently." And then we had problems again. Do you think this time we're going to see a significant change in our experience? I mean, I, I don't doubt that they're taking a different approach, but do you think it will actually result in, in something? I am happy that they seem to be aware. I can agree. That's about it. Yeah. So I don't know, to be honest, like they've said, like they've said a lot of things before and like, obviously a lot of things are pretty difficult to fix and do. So I, I hope, I hope that this is a, yes, we are actually going to fix the problems now. Um, Cause they did seem to be like, I think this is the first time they ever said, okay, we're like, we're toting a lot of it back. We're, we're thinking smaller. And, and that was like pretty nice to read in my opinion, which I, I can't remember them having said that before. That they were going to like tone things back. Yeah. Like literally like, yeah, really we're not, this time at least. Yeah. So, so that was good. But I mean, like at the end of the day, talk is cheap. We'll, we'll see like what ends up being the case, like what ends up actually changing and happening. So it's, it's very hard to say from a news post, I think. Absolutely. But I, I'm, I've been having a hard time for most of the last year reconciling the people that we met at ExileCon and talked to 
with the game we've been getting delivered because they're super good and passionate and involved and like i don't know like they want everything that we want and then we keep getting things that it doesn't feel like lines up with what this they say and want Mm -hmm. so i've been having trouble with that for a little while and i have this weird like suspicion that or not suspicion but like it just it feels like chris just hasn't been in charge of any of it like he just hasn't been in charge Mm. not that he couldn't be in charge but that he just wasn't that he just given it over to something else and he was doing like business stuff or other things and and just like the last year or so last three or four leagues kind of didn't really feel like he had anything in it and this news post kind of makes it because i already had that suspicion now it sort of feels like that news post was sort of like yeah i'm 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 coming back on i'm gonna do this better now like i'm taking well that depends on what you want though like for example a league that was almost entirely made by Chris was Talisman, and not everybody loved or wanted <laughs> anything similar to Talisman. <laughs> it depends on what kind of vision for the game you want, because Chris is quite like a... Um, he likes more like hardcore or old school aspects, and not everybody wants that. So Chris that... Chris wants to pick up shards. Yeah, basically. Shards. I mean, I... I... Like I could be wrong about all the entire thing, and I probably am. Like I don't have any insider thing. It's just mental gymnastics I'm doing in my head. But still, it makes me hopeful. So uh, now I expect bigger. Now I expect like good things. <laughs> oh. That's your problem. You can't go in with expectations, Bailey. Yeah, zero uh, expectations. You got to assume yeah. that every single league launch is just you get rolled back so far that you switch leagues. Free yeah, game, no bitching. Yeah. That's too bad. I can't I can't turn them off. <laughs> just be like me. Just take a break for a while. Compare the game to Diablo 3 five years ago, and then, you know, it's, it's great ever <laughs> since then. <laughs> is it? When you go into it with a completely different mindset, I think it's much better. I mean, I was having a struggle playing Path of Exile for a good two years. I wanted to stick to playing hardcore, but I didn't like the state of the game. So it made Mm -hmm. me super salty and mean. Then I took (laughs) like this one year hiatus of trying to play softcore, but not, and softcore as in uh, solo self-bound softcore, but I just couldn't, I don't know. It just, it felt like I was cheating. It felt like, you know, I could just corpse rush everything I wanted. And then I just, took a step back and I was like, well, I could just look at this a different way. Why do I have to compare myself to anything that's, why can't I just do what I want to do? And if I choose to, you know, research the power creep, then I can research it. But I don't know. I I think it's really important to really have, if you're feeling, I don't know, upset or neglected, or you don't like what's going on in the state of the game, really trying to take a little bit of a break, even if it's for a week and just try to change your outlook on how you play the game or how you view the game can definitely really help. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Try to reevaluate your relationship to the game and, and focus on the things that you really like about it. 
because honestly, there's a lot of things to be liked in Path of Exile, and there's there's a lot of stuff and frustration that you can just avoid with your approach. Yeah, I think that is very correct because I think in one way, first of all, we we only have this ARPG pretty much. There's not really many other options that are like fully released right now. There's a lot being worked on. Like for example, I'd say Last Apex, the one that has the most potential, but a lot of the other ones are like you know they're in the process of increasing, right? They're in early stages. Um, but I'd say the thing that I do love about PoE and and what like keeps me playing no matter what at the moment, at least for one month, a month and a half, and then I'll like do whatever after that, is just the core game is great, in my opinion. Like I that's why I would be like, and I, I know a lot of people feel like this too, where like even if they don't add a league, if they did like legacy or if they did like, oh, we're just doing a reset this time, we're gonna work on stability and stuff like the core actual game standard. is in a pretty good spot yeah actual sure. standard like the reset is the most important thing for me i could never play actual standard but there's so many things to do in the league like there are so many league mechanics so that's something i do appreciate and i i've like probably been i'd say i've probably been the most negative person this league and i've been kind of harsh but you know there are good things too how many uh, how many bad experiences in heist did you have? Like how many like straight up bullshit rips or or getting scammed um, out of your items did you get? I was hoping not to reminisce this, but okay. <laughs> so it started off with I was having a very enjoyable experience in heist. I didn't have any problems. I was doing heist. Same. I had like only one crash or something until maps, and then I got to maps. I could no longer do heist. I did seven or eight. And they all crashed in a row. And I was like, okay, let's try like tomorrow. Nope, still couldn't do it. And I was so currency starved. And I was like rank six on the ladder or rank 10 on the ladder. And I was like, I need to push. Like, this is a race. I want to do well. I need to push. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to try not to get hit. And then because I was like, because in Soul Cellphone, especially now, like the game is kind of standard. You don't have that many ways. Like I did all my delve that I could. And then I was like, well, Right now, I would normally do the league mechanic to get more gear and get more HP. I can't do the league mechanic. And I was like, okay, let's try doing the league mechanic again. No, still crashing. Like, what do I do? So I just kept mapping. And then I eventually got one shot because my defenses were so low. Um, and that was just Hillock one-shotting me. And I was like, well, fuck me, I guess. And then I did a new character. Things were going great. Um, and I got Asanath's gloves. And I'm like, Oh my god. Ooh. I've never had these on SSF before. This is so huge. Like, I can remove corpses now. I don't have to be scared of corpse mechanics. Oh wait, sis, they're bugged. You can't use them. The explosion kills oh. players at the moment. I was like, no. <laughs> and what killed that character? A corpse mechanic. So if Asanets had not been bugged, I wouldn't have died, right? Because the corpse, like the detonation would never have existed to begin with. Um, And then... And 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 that like the death itself, like regardless of the corpses, that was like before they nerfed the the red detonates. So it was like there was just like bullshit after bullshit. I can't even remember all of them. Like I had so many early rips this league, and all of it was just. I think the one after that was thankfully like just me. I was just not paying attention, and I got killed by like the incursion monsters. Um, what happened after that? What was the death? Oh. And the one after that was, like, you know the runes on the ground in Heist? Like, that do damage over time? Yep. And the lasers? They don't activate. 
when the alert level goes to full. But the I mines do. Yeah. The yeah. mines do. Then yeah, that's put me over as well. That. So I clicked the test on top of the mines and just ran. And I was like, oh, no. And I like tied to that. I was like, okay, well, that's cool, I guess. And still What's really good about that, that is you can run through the lasers. They don't actually even hurt that much. But the mines hurt a lot. Oh, yeah. 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 And Steel messaged me, like, thank you for beta testing. I would have died to that if you didn't show me that that happened. <laughs> I was like, and Garatha actually sent the exact same message. I was like, fuck. Because like, until then, I, like, I literally didn't know they turned on when the alert level went to full. I thought it went when you click the thing at the event. Like the... the when the lockdown actually started feeling. instead of the timer. Mm. Huh. Yeah. I, that messed up a lot of heists for me as well, where I didn't realize that there was mines before the target, and I triggered the uh, alert level or like the countdown for the lockdown, and then I couldn't go through the mines because the the thing yeah. where you interact with the mines, where you let your rogue defuse them, is on the other side of the of the mini gauntlet, and you're like, okay, what what am I supposed to do? I just grab the loot, pack up, and go home, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> And then the next death after that was Metamorph with the Ice Storm because some abilities just they just seven hundred percent damage. Oh uh, yeah, I'm breathing like cream. The, the bestiary stampede, like the Ice Storm just went like. I'm like, okay, that was a tanky character with my spell dodge, but okay, cool, I guess. Um, and then I DC'd. That was fun too. Nice. Been a fun league. <laughs> Unlucky. See, like, I usually tell people, like, I have a lot of people uh, that tell me, oh, how can you play hardcore in this game? It's just only bullshit devs and bullshit mechanics, and I, I can't play hardcore anymore. And I'm always, those people I always tell them, like, one out of 20 devs, maybe I'll have a death where I'm like, that's not my mistake. Like, other deaths are always my fault, where I'm always like, I look at the rip clip, and I was like, I could have prevented that by playing smarter, by building smarter, by not doing that content just making better decisions in general. This league, yeah. I died once in Act 4. After finishing Act 4, when you go out to the Ascent and you, you want to go into Act 5, there's these big guys, like these ape-like guys with the long arms. Uh, Safarian calls them pimp slappers, and they flicker strike on you. I had a rare with like extra damage, and you know how rares now give one of the mods to the pack that spawns with them, right? And it just all flickered on me instant-death. I was like, okay, yeah, good, sure. That's that's fair, right? And then, and since then, it's been only downhill. Like I had a level 96 Vortex Occultist, and I waited with heist because I was like, oh, people told me it's unstable, they lost characters, they lost loot. I'm not doing it, just just mapping. And then there was one day there was a patch, and I couldn't wait any longer. I was like, dude, this character's ready, I want to do heists. Go into the heists, click, uh, click the, um, what is it called? The final target, like crack the glass. The moment that the glass cracked, game, game, the yeah. client completely froze. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the character that's was gone. Been very unfortunate how many crashes there's been this thing. Like, that's been insane. Yep. My death yep. that kicked me out of hardcore the last time I ever wanted to play, I was level 97. I don't remember what league it was. I was playing SSF hardcore. I was level 97 on my poison arrow, caustic arrow character that, or no, ca sorry, caustic arrow, toxic rain. This is before quill rain was nerfed. So quill rain was nuts. I was running mm -hmm. a no regen armory and I was like, okay, no problem. Play it safe. It's no regen. I was wearing the boots from abyss that eliminate corpses. I died because of an on death effect because I waited because of the no regen. I decided to play it safe. So I shot into a big pack and armory, you know, like the big rooms where there was a shrine. I waited. Because I waited, 
I thought I was I was fine, but I didn't realize that the uh, toxic rain that slows their animation speed slows the Stygian Revenant, like whatever they do, that detonate thing. You know what I'm the, talking about? They like do the like DD. that group. The action speed slowed that down. So by me waiting, I was just waiting out the action speed, ran in, you know, with, with Volgrade. I don't even know if that matters against that stuff. And just insta-dead. And I'm just like, I can't win with this game, man. It doesn't matter what I do. It's like, it's just not meant for me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that, that feels the worst when you feel like the game robbed you of your character when there was like yeah. almost no counterplay, no matter what you could have. Like, what, yeah. yeah. I mean, I couldn't see anywhere because of my MTX. You know, I had tentacles all over the screen. I, I won't blame that. I'll blame the on-death effect. If that, you know, I mean, I guess if I ran right instead of left. But so, sometimes, I mean, that's what people really like Path of Exile for. They like the bullshit deaths because it it keeps them going until they've had it enough. Then they will say otherwise. A lot of people say, like, isn't that what makes Path of Exile unique? Is that you can never really feel safe because you feel safe and then you die. And I'm like do that enough times and you'll have a different opinion but it depends on how bullshit it is i like it when it's a wake-up call and it tells you you could have done something better but if it's yeah. just like yeah if it's just like that you just take the yeah. death fuck like you shaper rolls a crit and you die or <laughs> their screen is cluttered and there's a stygian revenant and there's no corpses but it doesn't matter and you die i actually had one crazy death on my rf character he had 87 percent fire res with 11k effective life I got one shot by fire damage. You know why? Because I was doing a blight and there was a boss and I killed the boss, which instantly spawned a beyond mob and you can't detonate the boss corpse, but the beyond mob can. So he <laughs> detonated it and I just got one shot and I'm like, I got one shot by fire damage. I was like, <laughs> yep. That's my father. Uh, uh, yeah, it was okay. Uh, though. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I've I've had a decent amount of deaths, and I very rarely have like super bullshit deaths, in my opinion. Mm. Very rarely, I'd say. Huh. I mean, I've got like I stopped playing hardcore a while back, but there's only like thirty or forty rips in my playlist, and I'd say only like four of them, maybe four or five, are just like complete bullshit. Not my fault. All the rest yeah. of them are me doing something dumb. Like I think I could have played it better or I made a mistake building the character or like it was my fault. I think a lot of it on my end is that I don't want to spend so much time investing now into all the new layers of defense to then die to something that's out of my control. Yep. Does that make sense? I mean, I, yeah. I respect, I definitely think like the game is hardcore viable. Like you have crazy layers of defense you can roll, but I don't want to go through that invest and I don't play it anymore. So, you know, I don't complain about it, but I don't want to go through all those layers of defense and then die to Stygian Revenants that I couldn't see because I removed corpses, but they didn't care, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I get that. And I mean, I would say, like, when I said I don't die that much to bullshit deaths, I do die quite a lot to, like, alpha testing the league mechanic still yeah. because that's, yeah. like, never balanced. So you could consider that a bullshit death, and I wouldn't hold that against people. But I mean, like, I, I don't die, like... I feel like a lot of people that I see... Well, like that one, like an excuse to not play hardcore. A lot of people say that, oh, you DC death so much, which at least until heisty, I wouldn't feel like would be a, a massive problem normally. I mm -hmm. had like two. And yeah. I've probably had maybe in my whole time playing Path of Exile, I have never once used a logout macro ever. And I probably have one to two deaths for not using a logout macro. That's it. 
And realistically, if I was drinking coffee on that day, I would have been fine. If I went into that area knowing that I, you know, could potentially die and I should get ready to alt F4, mm -hmm. I could just alt F4. Yeah. Because so, most of the time, that tiny bit of reaction to logging out to character select or just alt F4 in your client or going to wherever, it's more about the reaction to just press the button than to decide which one of the two you do. That yeah. was like a big discussion back in the day, but... I feel like people have like stopped hating on logout macro so much. Most people now are like, yeah, you're beta testing PoE. Like, have have your logout macro. It's fine. For sure. I think it's gotten a lot better now. Like, uh, people are a lot more tamed with it. I guess they just, they see the amount of bullshit deaths in softcore now, and they're just like, yeah. oh, God. Like, I just, you're a masochist, dude. <laughs> yeah, the game masochist. is very not hardcore viable anymore. Yeah. It used to be so crazy. I remember I would play RuneScape on the side while leveling my Blight character to 100. I would open up a breach in like a tier 14 or 15 shore and it'd have double beyond. So I'd hit abyssal cry and my game would freeze for like five seconds. So I just alt tap, play runescape, click a fish, tap back in. Okay, screen explodes. Move on. Next back. And I leveled to 100 doing that in hardcore. It was great. Zergle's crank. You know, it was it was a fantastic time. This is back with pre-nerfed Wicked Ward. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, like yeah when it was still on occultus. Yeah, it was great. But I mean, at the same time, that's like... That's like super automated resident sleeper as well. If you have literally no chance at death, then it becomes really stagnant. It's not as fun. So middle ground is definitely important. I, I don't mind that as much if it took me like a big investment to get there. Okay. Yeah, yeah it, it was kind of to an extent. I mean, I had to get enough ES back in the day to wear a staff. So that's kind of, that was a little different. And I only had like maybe seven to nine K ES, but I invested into recharge because of the way Zergle's crank yeah. works. So like that was cool layering. It was just a lot simplified back then, but at the same time, the mobs were a lot more simplified. You know, yeah. there was a lot less shotgunning. There was no barren monsters, no sigils that insta drain your mana, no totems that giga buff everything. <laughs> so it was a lot more tamed, I guess you could say back in the yeah. Game. But no, I I simple. totally get that though. But like and and for example, like my righteous fire character, like I I have like I, I think I have like three or five RF characters that like. They never died, right? There was once I got to a certain point on RF, they just never died. Remember how, like, uh, plus two shield, like, uh, Saffle's frame with plus two corruption, plus one max risk combs, and I was like, it was like 150x worth a year. And I didn't do that much damage, but I... Didn't die. I couldn't die. Like, nothing could kill me. Do you like that? Are you okay with that? Like, do you like that as a thing for hardcore? Like, you would literally have yeah. to be... Okay, I, see, I, I agree to that. I agree if you invest a crazy amount of character or yeah, currency on a build that is meant to be defensive, that clearly lacks compared to other builds, you know, speed zooming through maps. Yep. It, it's got its downside. It, it will never yeah. farm as fast as etc. but it's a very safe character. I like exactly. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, you, like, you know, it. having some sort of, like, a, a triangle where you have to allocate, like, if you go all defense and you invest, like, a shit ton of currency... You don't die. You might not have the most fun character. You might not clear fast. You might not do any damage, True. but you don't die. That's that's great, I think. And you know, I think that's a good a good playstyle to have because when you were talking about previously with like Winter Orb, when you play something yeah. like Winter Orb that's automated, that auto-aims, that is exploding screens, it's really hard to find a reason to play something else. But if there's yeah. a reason to play something else, like it clears at one-third the speed, but literally almost can't die that is to be fair kind of like a trade-off you know like yeah. i i could see that as a trade-off yep agreed 
something I wanted to ask for five minutes already, Pox, did you ever figure out what killed you in that Legion encounter? Was that during Legion League? I, th I think that was last time you came on a podcast, you shared Are you talking the, about with the, the clip box death? With, the, with the Glacial Hammer. Yeah. Hammer character. Yeah, so what happened was, I can't believe that character died to white mobs. Uh, I opened the strong box, I ran forward, I leap slammed backwards. What was the problem? All of the cannibal torch throwers threw a torch at the same time at the spot that I backtracked into. That's why when I died, I had the burning ground effect because all of them just shotgunned at the same spot. But, it's not really but the animation was invisible or what? No, no, no. The animation wasn't invisible. I just normally mobs spread their attacks out. So like, that's not the thing. But because I opened the strong box and it spawns like eight mobs, eight mobs, eight mobs, those mobs registered their attack at the same frame. So they all threw at the same frame. And then I jumped back in and it hit me and I died. So you, you had dodged it though. They threw out a location location you yeah so i like so think of it like this like, through it and then jump back in. yeah okay so haunted mansion right haunted mansion you know how you can like walk into a corridor so the strong box is right before the corridor so i hit the strong box and then i ran out so i could leap slam in so i could perma freeze everything right so i wouldn't just yeah. sit there while they're hitting me but in the time it took for me to move the cannibals already threw their auto attack and i couldn't see it so then when i leapt in i killed everything but the projectiles literally landed as i landed so I just, in one frame, full dead in like a tier three white map <laughs> with like four to five, 6.5k life, you know, 30% of dodge. It didn't matter. It's just all at the same frame. You're dead. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Man. See, I couldn't believe th that. These death. conversations make me miss hardcore. Etup had to keep miss, laughing at I me. I miss hardcore. Etup's like, you died to white mobs. I'm like, no, I didn't, dude. It was something else. He's like, nah, dude. It was those those cannibals, dude. They killed you. I'm like, no, I refuse to. <laughs> I did not die to white mobs. Oh, <laughs> Wait, so nope. Baylor, what was the main reason you left hardcore? Uh, content. Oh. Is I'm doing a lot more. I'm doing a lot better content as in softcore. People keep following my builds and I repetitively ran up against this thing where people would follow a build that I'd made up and I would die at like mid eighties or something. And people would mm -hmm. be like, well, where was it going to go? And I'm like, I don't know. I hadn't had it planned yet. Cause when I plan my own builds, I don't really plan them like other people do. I just sort of like roughly outline a tree and then I just go and I, I, do stuff based on what I feel I need at the time. Yeah. And so people were getting to the point where they were like following me and then I'd, I'd die and it would be over. And then I'd, I'd make another one, even though I didn't want to play it a second time, just because like too many people were trying to follow it. And I was like, well, I got to figure out where this goes. And then like, maybe it gets a little further and dies again. Like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm going to make something else. I got this other idea that I've been sitting on for the last week and so I go and do that, and then there, there just doesn't end up being any follow-through to it. That makes sense. It's definitely easier from like a build creation point of view. like being yeah. So now I get to test different things. Now I get to be like, how would it work if instead of doing this max block thing, I gave that up and went dual wield and 
and invested into a little bit of dodge instead and would that be better and now i get to test it and i play it for a day and i'm like yeah i died like 19 times today that would that is not the way to do this build <laughs> like change back to the other way <laughs> go, go back do it again and yeah. I, I don't know i just feel like i end up making much much better builds and then much better guides and then i get to test stuff more and i get that it's That's... mostly for all those reasons that i'm playing softcore now um there's also there's a there's a section of content in the game that no one ever does in hardcore no one there are things you do you can do in softcore that just don't get done in hardcore there's an area of the game you have never played if you only play hardcore what's that and uh some there's a level of juice like i haven't seen anyone chaining um like uh fractured 100 percent delirious tier 19s sure i think people will absolutely do it no not even with like a party oh, no, play no, with no. like a support in in, in hardcore no no. God, no really uh, no. it doesn't happen there, there isn't one unlucky not tier 19 so you can do tier 16s like my build can do yep. the, the 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 slammer i don't think he could do tier 19s no i think it would die i think he could have enough damage but i think it would die yeah. um i could maybe do it with an aura bot actually that's what I was thinking. It's like two man team. Yeah, maybe there, there, there might be, like, but if there's if there's people that have done this on hardcore, mm -hmm. you would be able to individually count them, and I'm not one. Yeah, for sure. There's I get that. Area of the no, game no, you I just agree. don't I agree. get to play. And, that's and the a whole lot of content is fucked. That's the whole. Yeah. It's hard to go backwards once you've went that far forward. I I can completely understand that. And it's like now, now I've built now I've built a character this league that can do a one hundred percent delirious tier nineteen maps. Wow! On at on like twenty cat twenty x worth of gear total. That's now, cheap, though. Sure, I'll die like once every like four or five maps, which is just straight up not hardcore viable. Like that's not, but I could do one hundred percent delirious tier nineteens on it. That makes sense, and that's yeah. You can't do that on hardcore either. But I think but if you I wasn't your 19s streaming, and they're a lot more special and profitable then. Yeah, I think I would. If I wasn't streaming, I probably never would have left hardcore though. That makes sense. Like it's yeah. I think if I was even remotely interested or even remotely good at racing, there'd be no part for that in softcore either. I don't find softcore racing entertaining at all. Yeah. I think you have to be hardcore if you're racing. Like, no one cares who got to 100 first on softcore. That's not... I can't name yeah. a single person who's ever gotten to 100 on on softcore. I don't Ooh, care. There was one race that was very interesting, actually. Um, it was uh, Havoc versus... I don't know who else. The only reason I paid attention to it was Havoc, but they finished, like, 10 seconds apart to level 100. Yeah. It was so but close. the only reason we know about that is because Havoc was a hardcore yeah. racer and he yeah. went to softcore and we were interested to see how quickly he would be able to go without yeah. constraints of hardcore. No, you're right. You're right. Like, you're it's just not... Right. Yeah. But I'm not personally interested in being a racer. I, I love the races that happen. Mm -hmm. As a viewer, I probably should try and get into casting them because i think that would be super fun yeah and and i definitely know enough about racing to 
to do it. Like, I, I know a pretty decent amount. I keep telling people on stream all the time, I'm actually a garbage player. The only reason I was oh, I believe you. The only reason I survived <laughs> hardcore is because I know stuff. Like, I know what all the mobs are going to do before they do it because I know what they... they I, I learned all of those things. I now know a lot of things, and so I can expect what's going to happen. If I have to outplay something, I'm too slow. It's not going to happen. I, I need to know what's happening beforehand. That's the only way I ever lived. <laughs> so, and it's it's sort of the same in racing. I know quite a bit about racing, but I'm not interested in doing it because I'm not good. I'm not fast. I don't want to practice. That's way too much work. And I, I want to do it. <laughs> it is kind of a full-time job to get really into PoE racing to a point where you can compete. If you're doing it at the same time as content creation and pursuing other goals in Path of Exile, it's pretty hopeless to ever reach the point where the people are who are putting full-time hours into uh, into getting good at racing. I don't know about that. I Angel. feel like... Sorry, go on. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like there is one mechanic that holds me back from ever wanting to race. And because of this, I will never pursue racing. I think that achieving like the skill level of me like mechanical skill is not the most difficult, especially in an early game race. I think it definitely picks up for longer races, uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. But, like, memorizing map layouts is something I will never want to do. That's why when I when I used to race, I would only do, like, endless ledge and other stuff like that. Because you're just going in a straight line, and you need to survive. And you got to go fast. But, yeah. like, yeah. I think, I truly think if you wanted to be a competitive racer, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just blessed with being able to feel like I can do good mechanical skill, but I just feel like you just really have to know very basic things, but you really have to understand the map layout. Like, you know, you definitely know what gems you need to use. You definitely know how to create meta leveling skills. But again, trying to race to Katava and stuff is very different than like an extremely short-term race. Right. It's actually interesting because Tai Tai said, whenever he's teaching people about racing stuff, he's like, layouts don't matter. They're not that important. He said, it's all about getting... It's all about, and, and I actually agree. I think it's more about um, knowing exactly what gem to pick. Min-maxing, like how little time to be in hideout and getting a little yeah. bit of guidance. And a lot of this you can copy from other people. And I think the best example is, uh, and, and a lot of it is just practicing and you don't need that much time either. Like a couple of practice runs a day goes so long while you're actually watching other people. And look at Exile. He's been playing PoE for, like IMXL has been playing PoE for six months and he's competing with Tai Tai Killer. So he's like he's faster than me already. Like he's super fast, and he's only been playing for six months. So with with practice, like and actually caring, like you can be very very fast. I still feel like I'm pretty stubborn with mine. My biggest flaw, I think I could learn to not spend time in town and memorize gem rewards. My biggest struggle is understanding where to go in my map layouts. I I've mm -hmm. been dead ending in Poe for literally seven years. And I know it's my fault. I know that like it's not hard to determine like the where the layout will be based off of as you're exploring. I just feel like for me, my weakness is determining that and not 
Not caring like, enough, yeah. Not yeah, wanting like, to I, give it a... I have no trouble bobbing and weaving and always being ahead of the mobs and kiting in front while killing behind. That's like, that's not a problem for me. But like, my problem is just literally using my brain to see the map layout and go to the right spot. I mean, I don't know. I've been I've been kiting in Warcraft 3 my whole life. So like constant back and forth movement with my mouse at 6K DPI is literally not a problem. It's just looking at the damn map layout and knowing where to go. Now I really want like a toxic out of context clip where it's just you saying like the problem for me is using my brain. Speaking about not wanting to use your brain, there is one uh, semi-larger topic that I still want to get in before we round things off. And that's uh, the thing that I was hoping to talk to Pox about in a, in a state where we already all checked it out. Because Pox, you've been talking about stash tab affinities and wanting to come back into this PoE League like when the stash tab affinities are out. Yeah, okay. So stash tab affinity, assuming you know, everyone here knows what stash tab affinity is. Where No, what is that? You don't? Oh, okay. So basically, <laughs> you know, I assume, I didn't actually like specifically read this information, but I assume it's going to be uh, tabs, either most likely premium or free for everyone that you can set so that when you deposit your currency, specifically currency, it goes into the desired tab without you having to shift your tab. So TLDR, you run your tier 16 map with, you know, set with Alva and all this other stuff. So you have a bunch of currency that's all from different spots. You go to your hideout and you just click, 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 boom, next map, go. And everything just auto gets sorted. That's a currency. So I'm really excited for that because my biggest problem with heist, aside from the crashing, is doing a heist and then looking at my inventory and going like, go in a quad tab. And then I open my quad tab at the end of the day in anxiety. So I don't think that's how it's going to work. The way it's going to work is if you have essence items, that will go to your essence tab. If you have delirium items, that will go to your delirium tab. If you have blight items, that will go to your blight tab. Um... And my biggest concern here, and like fragments will go to the fragment tab, and that sounds like a nice feature on paper, but what happens to free-to-play players? Yes. So, and I've already had this conversation with them, and I like I sent an email being like, you guys need to make sure that this is at least, like, first of all, the feature should be free-to-play. Like It should be for all tabs. You should be able to, to just take a normal and tab like, and say, essences go here. Yeah, you should be able to configure it. Like, like, you know, just some sort of like customization system where even if you only have four tabs, like, sure, of course you're going to get better value for actually having all the tabs. Of course you are. But, like, this is, like, the most, like, pay-to-win thing they've put in. Absolutely. Uh, like, depending on how they do it. I I assumed that it would work that way at first, and then I was like, no, 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 that's way too greedy. Like, so then I thought, and yeah, of course they could come out like that. Then I thought having it to premium tabs would be better, but it's still not fair because this is a free-to-play game that you're locking you know, like you're literally locking a core mechanic like, of the game behind it. I mean, imagine I mean, if loot filters, if you had to pay five bucks to access the UI, you can't play the game then. Free to play in a long time. Yeah, but I mean, it's you can buy still play game. It is with a buy a free to play trial. Game. Yep. It's a buy Fair to play enough. game with a free trial. I mean, and me personally, I don't care if they lock it behind. I don't want them to lock it behind the literal like actual currency tabs. I want them to lock it behind premium or regular i would be okay with premium because then in the essence of buy to play you know you purchase your first bundle of stash tabs for you know 20 bucks after buying your first supporter pack and you can access everything i'd be happy with it if it was premium tabs and you could just set them and just be like this premium tab will take all of my fossils and essences 
Like that's where I want them to go. Says you're smiling too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he knows it's not I gonna think, happen. I just, I just, I don't know what's gonna happen. Like, I just, I really hope that they do it in a good way because, like, people keep saying Path of Exile is a free to play game, or or people keep asking about it. I'm like, no, like I, I and I say what Baylor does. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a buy to play game with a extremely free trial. And I wouldn't say that it's unfair by any means. Like the amount of content you do get, like say that say they consider POE being like thirty or even fifty bucks to buy it. Like it's an insane amount of content. I have twenty one thousand hours in the game, and I spent like thousands. But I haven't actually spent that much on stash tabs, right? Um, I bought most of my stash tabs. Actually, I bought most in most of my normal stash tabs. I bought in Tempest. And I don't think I ever end up using more than like 10, maybe 50 normal premium stash tabs. And then I bought 15 or 16 quad tabs for Synthesis League. Um, <laughs> but like right now, I'm not using that many tabs, yeah. right? I'm probably using like $80, $90 worth of tabs. Uh, and I'm also a hoarder. I'm playing SSF. And like the amount of, like I have 21,000 hours in the game. Like that's an insane amount, right? Like if you're talking about like dollar value here, like, no matter what you do on PoE, you're always safe. Like, I, I have heard a lot of people throwing around, like, $1 per hour of content is fair for games. I agree. I think that's fine. And PoE, like, more than hits that, right? League no matter what they do. Player. The only problem becomes when they're marketing it as a free-to-play game, right? It's yes, but no. Yeah. And it's, it's not really pay-to-win either, right? But it is... Such a pay to convenience that is almost pay to win. Yeah, like it doesn't fit in the pay to win category because it's not like, like if we start a league tomorrow and I decide I'm going to spend two hundred dollars and you spend nothing, I don't have an advantage right now. Yeah, it's not the more you pay, the more you win. I've played. So I can't just buy more advantage than we've already got. You only I've... need to do it once. You just need to buy a yep. set of stash tabs and then you're I... done forever. I've played a lot like, of MMOs in my day, comparing pay to win on what advantages you gain. And I mean, really, the only people who are going to argue about pay to win I, I, are really just people who are racing or just can't put the money in to buy stash tabs for a convenience sake. It really is like even not even an, a necessary debate, in my opinion. It's like, I don't know. Now, if the stash tab thing comes out, that could be a little bit of a different story if it's locked behind the purely premium because then you'd have to technically spend, I don't know, 40 to 60 bucks to access the full benefits of it. That's a little different. I can understand that. Yeah. That's like the first thing that's really being introduced into the game that's could be potentially extremely controversial on how yeah. they introduce it. And yeah. how it was originally or initially uh, communicated, it sounded very open, like it would be available for all tabs as a kind of context menu where you can just tick a box and say like essences go into this tab automatically. But on the latest news post where they also talked or like, uh, you know, they talked a little bit about how they thought that it might be too much pay for convenience. And then they decided it's not too much pay for convenience because they said that it would be the same as if you were dumping it into a dump tab, like you would be able to clear your inventory with the same speed. But I'm not sure I agree that it's the same same level of convenience, not really, you know. Thumb tabs are no. not the same. I literally remember my first 100, my second 100 I hit in hardcore, I had a quad tab and like 22 tabs of all identified, like accessories and a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. I gave it to my friend who was my support 
He said, okay, I identified everything. I price checked it. I said, that shit gives me too much anxiety. All yours. I don't want any of it. Take it all. No, thanks, dude. If that was all automatically deposited, I mean, in this context, it's a little different because it's accessories and stuff. There would be no anxiety. There would be no, it would just be like, oh, cool. My stuff that I farmed and acquired. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. It's a very, very scary feature. One that is, uh, is sadly like becoming needed in Path of Exile. Yep. I don't think that is really the case. Like, I, I feel like they really should have just... I think PoE loot should be cut by 90%. Just cut it. I think most people yeah. do. Because like yeah. realistically, like are bases really worth a lot nowadays aside from conquer affixes? Like actual no. base items, right? Like when I even in SSF... I pick up boots right away to ID for like 30% movement speed and then they're just turned off. Like literally everything even in SSF for, for like base equipment gets turned off when you get conqueror items because it's just a better version of it, usually. Yep. So just, yeah, I pick up 84 ES items, ES bases okay, that's, before I have specifically, anything. Yeah, specifically for like CI or ES builds though, right? You wouldn't, yeah. Would you do that on every build? No, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't pick up slink boots or something like that. Yeah. So, so just as a... As a side note, last league, I was making about 200 to 300 chaos a map. Just with like alking it and scarabs. Because I was selling 86 bone helmets running tier right. 19 arcades. But that's an atlas could, base. So that's Because okay. you could add random influences. So we just were farming the same map and, and people were buying them in bulk. You'd get like 10 bone helmets per map, and then people would pay 30 chaos a bone helmet. <laughs> and, That's so, and they would just show, I would just, I'd fill like two or three quad tabs with them, and then I'd just turn them on, and they'd all be, they could all be sold in like half an hour. It was just gone, just printing money. I, it, I spent like two days just trying really hard to, to not let on what I was clearly doing on the stream <laughs> because as soon as like 10 other people started doing it, the whole market would be gone. <laughs> <laughs> it lasted, it managed to last three days with nearly 200 viewers the entire time. Oh, wow. There's like a few people caught on and then they just joined in and priced it at the same price I was doing it. And so they all just sold and then after about three days... The price plummeted. Too many yeah. But some bases can be worth money. Yeah, but I mean, I I definitely preferred. I think for me, like Tempest was when PoE was like perfect in the way I loved. Like you know, you could sell. Like there wasn't that much item bloat. Like there wasn't like an insane amount of stuff dropping, and you had um, what do you call it? Like you had like a Valax would be like 15c for a base. Like actually like white items were even exciting. Yeah. Like just just of all like, like I can't even imagine that right now. Like that's like a 1c item right now. For sure. I miss those days too. I remember like when Etap was on top of the ladder all the time and you mm -hmm. would always just see in his tabs item level 86 and it would just sell, you know, all the bases. That's like such a cool time to play Pewing and now it's I just feel like it's completely pointed. Like it's Yep. Yep. Mm. Agreed. Is that a consequence of the, the highest content being more reliably accessible to a larger amount of players? 
Or is that just because you think, like, like because of the reward creep? Because that's more and more loot. It's just a reward creep and, like, maps. Like, for example, and and this isn't necessarily, like, obviously, like, there's there's a lot of, there, there's pros and cons to everything here. I'm, I'm a big fan of maps being, like, slightly difficult to get. I would love, like, tier 8 to 12s being, like, the regular maps that you run. And then, like, if you're rolling well, you're doing, like, 13s and 14s. But then, like, 15s are, like, you know, you can run them fairly often. But then tier 16s, like, they're a treat. Like, they're, like, wow, a tier 16 drop. That's nice. I, I love that. I always thought that was really cool. Um... I know, like, that's fairly unpopular. A lot of people want maps to, like, not be consequential at all, to literally, like, I have 700 tier 16 maps. I don't care if I don't even loot one because I have so many, right? Uh, and, and there's loads of, like, places in between, too. But I, I would be more in, like, I think that's, like, a big part of it because in Tempest, where the bases were so expensive, that was the case, right? Like, well, first of all, tier 15s were the highest. And, um... There, there were so few of them. Like it was, you actually had to like care about rolling your maps. Right now, you can sustain tier sixteen pretty much, or at least tier fifteens and sixteens just by running maps blue. Yeah, hundred percent. For not a while, a for a long time, you've been able to do that. I feel yeah. like ever since they they did the the new system for the uh, like Zana and the incursion and everything, like Delve, how they you can stock everything up. I feel like that kind of spiraled everything out of control yeah. because you can force T16s literally anywhere to drop. Like yeah. you can still do the trick where you run like one or two, um, yeah. one one or two red maps for T16, put in an Alva, and then do like your tier five Alva, and then force a T16 temple. Yep. Hmm. Man, I don't even do. I don't even do Elver anymore, and I used to, I definitely used to do that, like intentionally make sure I did a map that was the highest possible tier. I miss that being a problem. And min-maxing the outcome for the, the room that you're chasing yeah. by, by not doing them in the, in the map. Well, no, I, I, miss, I miss caring about map drops. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. That was more fun. I used, to, I used to legit be the person that is the opposite of what I'd say now. I wish I could just map all the time and now i hate it so much because i don't know it's just it's i don't know what it is like yeah at this point so much i get corrupted tier 16s occasionally and i don't even bother to sell them like i just straight up delete them but yeah but back in the day a corrupted white tier 16 i'd be like oh damn it's corrupted well i'm gonna run it because i still might get another 16 out of it right you know like well let's go it's it's a corrupted Minotaur, but maybe, maybe mm -hmm. I can get another Guardian out of it. And if not, maybe I'll at least get a 15 that I can try and then roll. So let's go. Yeah, like the, that, that is like exactly what I'm saying. Like That's like what I'm not a fan of. Like, Sis, you missed a tier 16. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> I can literally run like white maps and sustain. Like, who cares? Like, I could probably turn maps off on my filter and run maps for the next like four days straight before yeah. I run out. <laughs> I, I guess that is like exactly what I'm not a fan of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree with with the the notion of it, it loses this feeling of you're doing something special when it's there in abundance. It's definitely cooler when the highest tier is not something that you can mindlessly run and waste away. 
Yeah. And like, yeah. I, I see both sides. I know that like a lot of people don't want content to be something you can run out of. Whereas I do. That's just like a different way of looking at it. I don't feel like either there's like particularly right. And obviously I also have a lot more hours to play. So my take is going to be different than somebody who like doesn't play that much. I, I think it would also be different if the point we touched on earlier where if there were alternate ways, like if it wasn't everything just on the Atlas, yeah. it wouldn't be as big of a deal mm-hmm. if you ran out of tier 15 and 16 maps. If your delve wasn't tied to maps and you could go and do that for a while and maybe a few maps might drop in there for you so you could go back. That would, that would probably be a, a much less of a big deal. Yep, I think you're right. Mm. Yep. Make make maps matter again. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think that was that was great. I I don't want to open up another big can of worms because I I know how it goes and we'll we'll talk for another half an hour and we <laughs> are really keen on keeping these two hour marks and then. Hopefully one one day being able to consistently do the same length. But uh for a quick <laughs> It's hard, it's hard. Like it's also it's the same as with uh, GGG, you know, that they're trying to please a large amount of the player base and like this says this has a lot of time to play so it'll have a different opinion than someone mm. who can only play two hours per week and then you have people who are super into hardcore ARPG gaming and people who just recently got into ARPGs to begin with and there's there's just a large amount of, of people that need to be taken into consideration and in the same way like that's what I meant with the podcast in the same way like sometimes you'll have people who have uh, enough time and enough uh, things to talk about all the time but for the sake of the format, we're going to round things off here. Uh, one quick closing question I want to send around uh, with uh, the well, with the with the chance for you to quickly tell us what we can be hyped about when tuning into your channel is uh, what what is your biggest hope for three point one three for the Christmas expansion, and yeah, what what are you going to do until then, and what can we be hyped to see on your stream in terms of Path of Exile or outside? Fox, do you want to go uh, first? Sure. Um, well, I don't really know exactly what I'm going to be excited for for the future for PoE. Just really stability increase. I, I don't even want more content in the game. I just want the content that's here to feel smoother, to feel better. That's completely I want to take my FPS ticker and unlock it from 90 and put it back to 144. Because, like, I, I literally can't right now. I open Delirium and my FPS goes like this. And I'm like, computer i'm sorry but i need to run this uh, so I, I may be checking out um Wolken online lords of maintenance i wanted to see what updates they've done they've actually had a free expansion coming out recently so that could be something otherwise last epoch and or some of the new roguelikes nice sounds good yeah Ziz, you got any big uh projects planned still for this league yeah, we're working on like another race event that we should be announcing soon. That should be a big one. Um, other than that, for like uh, my content, don't don't tune in. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's. Uh, I'm I want to do. I finally found a voices. Um, so I want to do our stacker build and try that for the first time. And then, in SSF, five, three, huh? Seven, five, three. Oh, seven. Yeah, uh, it's seven. But other than that. Um, I really hope for a new boss for next week. That's all I want. So that sounds like, hopefully, that's it's December, right? It's when Awakener yep. came out. 
Give me more, yeah. please. Yeah. Well, they also said that it's an Atlas expansion similar to War for the Atlas and Conquerors, so it's it's not an unreasonable hope. Ubisirus. That's what it's definitely Ubisirus. Hope so. So we're gonna that's fight Cirrus and the Conquerors at the same time. That would be so fucking cool. Yeah. One Conquerors and Shaper and Elder. Imagine getting yeah. one hit by Veritania's auto attack while you're fighting Shaper. <laughs> Baron so at the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dodging the two shotgunners. <laughs> you know, you know that like uh that alleyway, the bowling alley. Yeah. Veritania standing in the middle of it, ready to order you as you oh, come down the bowling swinging the, the cyclones at you. It'd <laughs> oh, be man. great. It'd be fun. <laughs> We're all gonna die. Yep. <laughs> yeah, how about you, Bella? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's a great hope, and I hope that we're going to see something, and I hope that you're going to make a, a League Start race again. It's always... Uh, it, it draws so many eyes on PoE, even outside of the, the actual committed PoE scene, and the you know people who are completely unenthusiastic about racing themselves, but I, I always hear that it's so much fun to watch when when the hardest PoE player, players go as hard as possible. And uh, yeah, it's it's been definitely a, a large part of uh, making the racing happen has been you over the last couple of leagues. And uh, thanks and for that. Sis. Yeah, obviously all the team around you. Uh, I guess I guess Vero is also an initiator, not just your team, your partner. Uh, yep. That's great. <laughs> uh, the Balor. What what's on the table? You're gonna reach uh, silver. Uh, Silver. Honestly, I don't know whether or not I'm coming back to PoE this league. I, to be fair, I've only taken like two days off so far. So if the past is anything to go by, I'll take like a week off and then I'll be like, nah, I've got an itch and I have to come back. Because PoE does that to you. Yeah. Even if you think you're fed up, you're like, I'm sick of it. I'm done. And then you don't play for a week and you're like, actually... <laughs> I'm going back. About that, <laughs> that yeah. might happen. That might happen. I can't say it won't. But I've been playing League of Legends, which I'm very bad at. I did 15 hours of it on stream today. <laughs> okay, it builds up your mechanical skill for PoE. Yep. And I'm probably just going to keep playing that for a few days. Then we'll. Wow. Cyberpunk. That's that's happening. Oh yeah. Mm. Right. That's happening. That is, I think, everyone's gonna play that, right? No, I'm dodging it. I'm not gonna touch it. Maybe. I'm waiting for. It? I'm super excited for Amazon New World. I'm waiting for that. Hmm. Hmm. I'm tuning up Cyberpunk. Hopefully, I'll tune into some Cyberpunk though. streams. Release date, I think. I think Empyrean said he's playing it. A couple PoE streamers would definitely go play yeah. it. I'll definitely okay. be doing that. Maybe I'll have to look at it again. Nice. I'll definitely tune into streams of people playing it and checking it out, but personally I'm not super hyped about it because it never really reached me. I didn't watch any trailers or any like pre-announcements. I don't even know. All I know is cyberpunk and it's some sort of... I mean, literally just these two words, cyber and punk. It's like, like steampunk, but then cyber without the steam. <laughs> I have no idea what it's all about. It's an MMO, right? It, it's, a, it's a conversation for a whole different podcast. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I'm personally hyped to, uh, after all the POX content around Last Epoch in the last couple of weeks, I'm super hyped to, to check that out myself. That's something that I'll be doing if I don't play PoE. But if I play PoE, which I'm likely going to do most of the time anyway, uh, I mean, I got the six link shafts that we have to work with. And if, if I die to another crash or a flatline or a DC or uh, or soul conduit lag or uh, something the likes of that, then I have a second shaft now that we can work on six linking. So that's great. And um probably going to go for another cult.occultist, but then low life, because not only do you get so much more juicy defenses and uh, damage just from the pain attunement, but you also get to reserve another aura. And so, yeah, oh, yeah. Th that's going to take a while to put right. that together. I think so, too. Well, thanks to uh, both Pox and Ziz for coming onto this beautiful podcast. It was great to uh, hear to uh, hear. I can't even talk anymore. To hear your opinions and ideas and everything. Um, if you guys in chat have missed the beginning of the podcast, it will be uploaded in full as usual to uh, Balor Mages YouTube. And it will be available on all the audio platforms that you can find podcasts on. Mostly iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, and all of those. I don't know all the names anymore. But... That's basically it. Another Faded Connections is coming right at you into your face in two weeks' time from now. We'll announce that somewhere in the next uh, one and a half weeks. And I hope you guys have an awesome time in your heist league. Thanks very much for listening, and bye-bye. And this is where we cut it off, and now we, can, now, we can, now we can give all your real takes. Now you don't have to make things uh, sound <laughs> pleasurable to the public audience. Thank you, no. thank you for having me. I'm going to go eat. Awesome. I think I'm going to go sleep. Enjoy some sleep. It was it's fun. Now Thanks for having me. 6.20 yep. a.m. <laughs> Bye. Awesome. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. <laughs>